Anyways, do you recall that um, we, neither of us said what we were going to start the show with? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> I remember that leading up to this very moment. Oh, good, good, good. So we're uh-huh. here now, I think, already. Yes, yeah, we can be here. And and now the show has begun. <laughs> but that's okay. I, I feel like I'm, so I'm, I'm, I wanted to get this out of the gate. I guess we could start this way. I might be sniffling sure. throughout the show. I very much apologize. We have put off multiple recordings to try to get to this one because I've been sick. And uh, unfortunately, that just happens sometimes. And I've been very, uh, my throat has been hurting. My my nose has been ringing itself out all the place. And uh, I don't like it. And uh, I will mm-hmm. try to keep that as a, a minimum, but... Uh, yeah, uh, sometimes you just have to work through it. You know, professionals. That's true. Yeah. Get, I, I, I couldn't get the good drugs. You know, the ones <laughs> that like, uh, I like, there's a, a reference in Parks and Rec, the, the Mariah Carey needs to go on stage drugs. That's what I need, <laughs> that level, right? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get those, but um, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready for it. And uh, today we're going to mm-hmm. talk about a lot of cool stuff. So what do you say we just jump into it, Brent? Let's fucking go for <gasps> it. I almost accidentally said it. Well, I almost accidentally said your your thing, but I can't. You can anytime, man. I feel like it's a loosey goosey show, man. Look, I I feel some kind of way about that. Like that's hey, that's, that's okay. your catchphrase. I feel like you've got an opening and a closing catchphrase, and I just like yeah, I can't. You don't want to step on any of my toes. Yeah, I've only got nine left. Them. That's true. Yeah, that's I, right. Look, I've apologized multiple times. I I promised I wouldn't bring it up, but mm-hmm. there was a steak knife incident. That's all I'm going to say about it, and yeah. I can't let it go. Look, I I still stand by the fact that you can cut chicken with a steak knife <laughs> by tossing it in the air. That's, that's, that's the hill I'm willing to die Listen, on. I'm upset about it still, too, okay? I, I, I don't uh-huh. want to get into it right now. That's right. Okay. okay. We'll, just, we'll handle this off air. I have the toes mm-hmm. I have. We all know that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Hi. Hi. Well, we're here. Uh, so... Today we're going to, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, we're going to be talking about some really cool subjects. Everybody already knows that because it's in the title. We're going to be talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, maybe some various sequels as well because uh, I think both of us got to squeeze in a few extras uh, as we had this on the docket for a few weeks. Oh, oh I just squeezed another one. <laughs> Freddie would really like you, I feel. Yeah. I feel like you guys would be friends. Yeah, we might be, you know. Not it, the it depends on the version. Yes. Uh-huh. Not that one. I, yeah, I don't want to endanger children, but we could just roast each other you know exactly you would just roast each other that would be really fun mm-hmm. and he already is yeah. roasted um, he's roasted he, yeah he's like <laughs> he's one of those done. peanuts yeah <laughs> he's one of those peanuts <laughs> uh, all right so uh did you have anything else you want to get into before we get into the main topic today though yeah yeah so real quick uh steven i'm going to mention something uh for the spooky season but this is uh qualifiably not for you specifically oh, okay but i have to get the word out amongst the other people uh, who listened to this podcast. Steven, there's a fast food product that uh, came out earlier this month from BK, the Burger King. It's a royal decree that people <laughs> should try the Ghost Pepper Whopper oh. from Burger King. Steven, I had it last Tuesday. Uh, I was on vacation for a few days. I thought, you know what, this uh-huh. this will be a nice little in-cap uh, lunch for myself there you go. Uh, for my vacation. So I went by, got it, and then every day... Since I had that, I thought I need to have another oh, one. Wow, it is, is that so good? fucking good. Ooh. It's so spicy. Uh, I know you don't like hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, remind me if because uh, you like a spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Do you like 
spice to a certain extent or are you all in on it yeah like ghost pepper that sounds terrifying to me i feel like that would really kill me <laughs> yeah going well, in look, or I out made, i <laughs> you know i made sure to uh clear my schedule for the rest of the day just in case just in case uh-huh. you know but um i i, I felt fine afterward I, I took my my little dairy pills that i i have to take with uh dairy food uh so i can digest them shits do what ghost peppers or dairy no, the cheese on it though that can mm. fuck me up. Okay. And if if uh, spiciness is involved, that might be doubly so. But it was fine, you know. I didn't didn't have any tummy trouble afterward. And uh, yeah, I got that shit again on Friday oh. this past Friday. <laughs> oh my god, it is so fucking good. It like the the burger bun is as orange as the American cheese on it. It's like unnaturally Ooh, yeah. orange. And then it has the black sesame seeds on it, mm-hmm. and oh my god, I'm living for it. There's some some fried jalapenos they they put on there. It adds a crunch factor. Uh, there might be some spicy sauce on there as well, but like, yeah, I've never had like a ghost pepper itself. Uh, and I imagine this is a uh, dumbed down version of that for you know like white people. Mm. But uh, but man, it still has a, a nice kick to it. If they uh-huh. ever make a chicken version of this, I'll let you know. But otherwise, man, this is so fucking tasty. Love it. Yeah, what, where do the ghost peppers come into play? Are they mixed where, in with something? Are they cut up on there? Or is it like a, in the sauce? Hmm. Is it like that? It's like fried jalapenos question. on there. Which already, that, um, that can be like jalapenos to me. That You mentioned like spicy. Uh, sometimes you get like a good mild jalapeno, but sometimes they get like super spicy and I can't handle them. Um, I'll try them on things sometimes, either fried or like like little slivers of something. But I'm like, whoa, okay, that could be a little much for me. I'm definitely white. <laughs> yeah yep what one might say uh let me let me pull up the thing here so uh quarter pound flame grilled beef patty melty ghost pepper cheese so that's what it is oh, okay. uh, bacon crispy jalapenos and queso sauce all on a oh, toasted wow. orange and black <clears throat> sesame seed bun well supplies last bitch can i just say that i tried to make a weird joke earlier that i had nowhere where it would go and it didn't it didn't pan out at all because i asked you about taking dairy pills for ghost peppers and you were like no they're not dairy and i was like i don't know where i was going with that but <laughs> yeah. in the end they were dairy because it was ghost they pepper were... cheese oh someone alert stephen king it was wow. dairy all along i did it mm-hmm. alert stephen fisher he's right about the sandwich <laughs> uh-huh. didn't even mean to though you hey you know what Hey, man, dude, you do this podcast for so long enough, you're just going to back your way into being correct about something. (laughs) We're bound to at one point, right? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So, yes, listeners, if uh, you're not averse to burgers, kings, or ghost pepper uh, spicy shit, then uh, I would urge you to try it. It's very, very tasty. Uh, Fuck those fries, though. Don't get fries at at Burger King. Those those fries are some basic bitch fries. You get onion rings? You get onion rings. You can I like they, they have other rings. sides to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel, yeah, I went there for a while because there was one right by my uh, my in-laws' house when we had our fire and we were living with them for a while. That was like the closest mm-hmm. fast food. And I would just go get some onion rings sometimes because I like theirs. But uh, yeah. they also had like cheese, either cheese sticks or cheese, I don't know, curds or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd get those and feel really bad about myself. But uh, man, they're good. Oh, yeah. You know, but their fries, yeah, nothing to write home about. Um, yeah, they need to work on that. If they can get their fries in order, I think they can... Uh, uh, rebuild the castle so to speak oh wow you know? yeah that's a good way to yeah. put it mm-hmm. it is all right so uh <laughs> do you want to just jump on into the main topic i think we're doing it man all Wait. right well steven like like i did last time yeah we're doing it again <laughs> it's, it's, fuck. we gotta reset <laughs> that's reset. the problem with my catchphrase I, I say it naturally sometimes i'm like oh no we're back on a loop 
so I, I looked up the information on this one. I figured I'd give you a break. So we're going to talk about The Frightmare on Hellscream, directed by Wes Anderson, John Cougar Mellencamp as Nandy Tompkins, John Saxophone as Sheriff Eyebrows, Scrawny Depps as Glenn Midriff, and of course, Bobby English as Peppy Cougars. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that every time, but I really <laughs> like when you do them. They're very I w- good. I was up late Holy last shit. night and I was like trying to go to bed. <laughs> and then one of those names popped in my brain. I was like, fuck, I got to like write this on my phone real well, quick. Well, I got to do it now. Wouldn't you like to see a Nightmare on Elm Street directed by Wes Anderson, though? Oh, my God. That'd, that'd, that'd be, be so like different. The- That'd be so it'd be like the least scary possible thing, but that would kind of turn it would go like full circle to being the most scariest thing right. potentially, you know? It could it's be like amazing. too innocent looking. Right. Mm-hmm. It'd be like it's so innocent that <laughs> Freddie himself wants to fuck it. <laughs> would Freddie be like a and then like he did like Fantastic Mr. Fox, isn't that one of his? Uh Wes Anderson, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would it be like Freddie's like claymation? Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? Could be kind of hey, cool. Man, there's the Claymation Freddy in uh, the third one. Oh, yeah. They the really get wild, doll, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do some crazy stuff. Um, yeah. All right. Do you want me to read the actual names? I do have those sure, up now. From, from uh, 1984, Nightmare on Elm Street. What you got? Not nearly as cool as what Brent just read off, but uh, written and directed by Wes Craven. I do always find that kind of interesting. He is the, the creator of Freddy, like... Uh, I, I would I I don't know thinking back on some other movies uh, kind of like John Carpenter and Deborah Hill are the creators of Michael Myers like it almost seems like one of those things they would have just been hired as a director I guess uh, because like yeah. f- uh, Jason was just kind of like created to like capitalize on Michael and then they just like got a director as far as I know and like made a movie sort of thing uh, mm-hmm. but these are like yeah these are like straight up his creation it's just amazing to me so uh, written and directed by Wes Craven starring John Saxon Heather Lingenkamp uh johnny depp robert england amanda weiss renee blackley nick Corey. these are just all the names listed on wikipedia right here but um mm-hmm. i don't know all those names but it's like i probably knew them if i looked at them like the uh uh tina her her friend and then um rod nick Corey is rod lane he's the boyfriend of her uh, blonde oh, yeah. friend he like shows mm-hmm. up in a lot of 80s stuff or whatever so like whenever he pops up in this mm-hmm. i'm like oh, i was like oh, that guy right okay cool but it's like i don't really know his name or whatever you know so uh, I like whenever yeah. that's why I like 80s movies a lot. There's like so many people. It feels like the uh, the world was smaller and uh, there's a lot more people showing up in lots of places. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I remember, you know, then from this movie and then from this movie. Um, so anyway, yeah, always there's, fun. there's <laughs> there was 12 operating <laughs> actors and you just kind of like put them where you need to, you know, exactly. You might yeah. say that they're all white and they were just getting shifted around Hollywood. <laughs> right. Yeah. But in my mind, it's not about that. It's more about like uh, just like filling out my childhood with the same kind of people. So, yeah, some characters. Yeah, they kind of run around in the same circles. Yeah. I, was, I was looking up some of the, the actors from this movie after the fact just to see what other stuff, because I, I recognized. Um, Oh, fuck. I just have her name listed as John Cougar Mellencamp. What, what is it? <laughs> Heather Langenkamp? Right. Is that right? Right. Okay. I was trying to figure out what else I had seen her in, so I pulled up her Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. Mother, she, she's from fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is she really? I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know that. She was, she was born here. And this is another, another thing, you wow, know? Like, we girl. should put that shit out there. But we, we don't do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man. But, yeah. Wow. She was working at the Tulsa Tribune at the age of 19. That's not even a newspaper mm-hmm. anymore. Nope. Crazy. Uh-uh. Shut down in 92. 
Man, yeah, okay. And so she got cast as an extra, and uh, Francis Ford Coppola is the outsider. So that filmed in Tulsa. She's here. She's there. Mm-hmm. Tulsa. She gets cast, and then gets into Freddy Krueger land. Man, that's amazing. I had, I had no clue about her uh, hailing mm-hmm. from the land of green. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of what to call Tulsa, and I was like, well, they call themselves green country, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Welcome to Smoke, Oklahoma, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, so I had—I uh, don't think I'd ever seen this movie before. Now that's I'm what I love. Mostly familiar with Freddy Krueger from uh, just being a scary figure in my youth, and I, I used to see like commercials for his movies on TV. Um, I, I, again, I grew up poor, so uh, if I saw movies, they were likely just on TV mm. on a Saturday midday or whatever. Gotcha. So a lot of that shit would have been edited for content anyway. But uh, even still, I was little when those movies were out. So right. I was like, you know, I, I just seeing a, a man in a fedora with a clawed hand in full <laughs> silhouette. I was like, no, I'm out. I can't. That's too much for me. A bridge too far. Um, so I, I, I'm just familiar with that. And then like uh, my one of my babysitters had a daughter that was like a few years older than me. And she had that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, that tape that has Freddy Krueger oh. on there, or it's supposed to be like, I don't know if it's Robert England or, but, I you know, I think it was, yeah, was it okay? Um, and uh, I remember hearing that, I was like, oh shit, this is the creepiest shit that's ever oh my existed. God, I love it, Stephen. I watched this movie like as I was laying in bed, moments away from sleeping, uh-huh. and I felt fine. I was like, <laughs> I hope Freddy does show up. Like, He's fun. Just do it, bitch. Just like, right. just cut my ass up. I'm just like, I'm out, you know? But uh, let, let's go ahead and put down a, a blanket spoiler warning For sure. going forward here. But uh, yeah, I I really fucking like this first movie. Oh, excellent. A lot. It, 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 was, um, it was simultaneously uh, different and then kind of what I expected mm-hmm. from this movie. But there's a lot of iconic scenes that I've seen in... Um, that uh oh god what is it the it's that shutter documentary about like oh, yeah. horror movies in the the 80s or whatever right, right. um in search a, a lot of, the, of this in search of darkness in, in search of darkness yes. yeah 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 that's and i think that's where i recognized uh uh um uh, god we were just talking about her <laughs> well, i don't know from from tulsa the, oh, the heather actress Langenkamp? heather Langenkamp, yes oh she's like interviewed uh, on there right Yes. Right, 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 right. And uh, I, so I recognized her from that and, you know, s- scenes in the movie that they showed. But uh, the scene with the blood coming up from the bed oh looked familiar to me. And, my favorite. And uh, dragging, dragging that girl through the high school mm-hmm. by her feet um, where you don't see the person bag. dragging her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of this stuff looked familiar to me, but it was nice to place that within a narrative structure and, like, seeing sure. where it all came from because everything was – so wildly imaginative even like the i I was surprised to see that in this first movie is where we have freddie like press his face and hands through the wallpaper i love that one too and it looks so fucking rad it looks great yeah there's a lot of good effects in this one um Mm -hmm. they really do like there's some like funny effects like when you first see freddie chasing the blonde girl in the beginning and his arms go really long and they're like scraping the sides (laughs) it's it's cool but it's like it's cheesy looking you know there's there's something about Mm freddie that can be a little goofier than the other ones you know obviously he like Mm -hmm. he's joking around all the time like but even the effects like they're they're just kind of like always being wild you know it's like he's almost like um the precursor to to jigsaw in that way as as killers Mm -hmm. go that he's just like making up more and more wild shit 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I was so curious because you, as far as I ever knew, the only Freddy movie you'd seen was Freddy versus Jason. Is that right? No, I've seen, uh, for sure. A new nightmare. Is that oh called? yeah. Okay. Or a new nightmare. Yeah. Um, West I remember Craven's seeing that nightmare, one with, with yeah. my mom and, uh, at the drive through drive through drive in. <laughs> we <went to> McDonald's. <laughs> so, I saw a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I get it. I get it. It's got claws. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen that one. And then Freddy versus Jason, I've seen multiple times right. uh, because it's it's peak cinema. You know? There you go. I mean, how could you not like that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah so, you, But you don't really have a huge history with this. New Nightmare is a really interesting one as well, especially once you've seen the rest of them. Yes. Uh, and I'm, the first I'm, I'm planning to go back and rewatch that one uh, maybe this evening um, oh, because cool. I'm just like all in. Uh, like as as we wrap up our discussion of this first movie, I've got some other uh, sure, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street stuff I want to discuss. Uh, I, I haven't been able to rewatch uh, New Nightmare yet, but um, man, I'm looking ones. forward to it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and this um, I haven't seen New Nightmare in a long time. I showed Amanda the trailer last night because I was telling her what we were discussing, and I had mm-hmm. um, uh, so when we watched Nightmare together, Amanda and I like that one. We've watched it like pretty much every Halloween season. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the first movie a lot, so we'll get into that in a second. But then we watched, I watched two alone and then I, I, Amanda had never seen three. So we watched that one together, but then I showed her the trailer oh. for new nightmare. And I was like, it's, it's so interesting. Cause it's like two years before scream came out yeah. and it does the meta stuff, but like in a different way. And it's a little cheesier. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I just scream is so beloved to me and it's a whole new thing. Um, but it does a lot of the same interesting concepts and uh, so mm-hmm. I was explaining to her some of that. And I was like, there's some genuinely creepy scenes in it um, mm-hmm. that are like really were indelible on me as a as a child, like growing up, just like the regular Friday, the, or Friday the, the regular Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, mm-hmm. I've been watching everything, so I'm they're all mixed together in my head right now. But um, yeah, uh, but yeah. So for this movie, though, um, I don't remember the first time I watched this. My brother, Danny, who got me into movies and horror so much, he had mm-hmm. a, uh, a Freddy calendar. Um that he had up for years. Like they're just like little posters essentially for us. Mm-hmm. And so I saw posters from like the dream child and like all the stuff, whatever for years before I ever saw those movies. And I don't remember ever seeing anything past three and three. I only watched mm-hmm. really recently. I might've seen like snippets here and there, but I was pretty much too young. I have no idea when I watched the first nightmare on Elm street, but Amanda and I picked it up, you know, as we were dating or, or we'd been together so long. So we watched it for years. And uh, I still think that first one though, really fucking holds up. I really like the, uh, like, I love Nancy. I love her character. I like how everything just kind of plays out. Um, the goriness is really great. Uh, Wes Craven is just one of my favorite horror directors. I just like his sensibilities. And uh, and it has, like, a really cool feeling to it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super curious, though, for you. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you watch this. Uh, first off, did you watch these alone? Did you watch it with your wife? Yeah, uh, my wife was not on board with watching these movies at all. Uh, she is creeped out by Freddy still, and I was telling her like I used to be freaked out as well. But I rewatched this shit. Like I said, I would I would watch some of these movies and then like go to sleep immediately afterward, and then like wake up and and um, and you're still here. Like over the weekend, I would uh, uh, pick it up where I left off right. and, and kind of finish the movies or whatever. So I didn't have any like bad dreams or anything. I was curious about that because I was. Uh, there's something about these movies and uh, how it works with your um, uh, with like slumber in general, mm-hmm. where if that's something you're planning to do immediately after, it's like, oh, I wonder if this is going to affect that at all. If right. I'm going to have any 
recollection of watching these movies and if that's going to interfere with like any dreams I may have. No, I don't. I, I barely remember any dreams <laughs> I, was I have. Ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's like, you know, not even an issue. And it's just not that, I don't know, like, it, I, it would be, like, if you're watching this in bed right before going to sleep, like, that, obviously, he's mm-hmm. the dream killer, so you'd think, if any if any of them do, that he would be the one to affect it, but um, mm-hmm. they're just not that scary to me, and uh, yeah, I, I think it would definitely be scary to you if, you, if you're if you not into horror or whatever, or for whatever reason you were, like, grew up knowing who Freddy was, and, like, we're always kind of scared of him, but um, mm-hmm. they're so cheesy, too, they're so funny, and he's trying to be funny all the time. Like, he'll rip his face off and show, like, a gross, bloody skeleton underneath. But it's funny. Like, he's like, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. He's literally laughing during it, right? Like, yeah. and it just doesn't, like, hold the same weight as some of the other ones do. Like, um, I'm way more scared of Michael Myers. Just a, a real dude just walking around slashing people yeah. at random. That's way scarier to me. Yeah. And he doesn't talk. He just, like, breathes inside of his mask and just, like, hearing that voice in there. Right. And like, man. I bet he hasn't brushed his teeth in a long time. And he's just like breathing. He's like smelling his own breath. That's disgusting. That's the most horrifying shit I could possibly think of. Um, but yeah, like Freddie, he he's like somewhat jovial in like yeah. the first movie, but he doesn't really get a sense of humor until like uh, the third one. I guess you're right. right? Yeah, they really play it up mm-hmm. later on. Yeah. Yeah. They they kind of have to like build his character from yeah. there, but and then yeah. he gets sillier and sillier. We were we were watching the uh, I showed Amanda the 2009 Friday the 13th remake because of Ryan Hansen mm-hmm. mostly. Um, we were I was telling her about that uh, the movie you talked about the uh, Who Invited Them and yeah uh, mm-hmm. we might watch that soon too. But I was like, well, this she had been wanting to watch a Friday the 13th, and we we both decided years ago the first one's kind of boring, honestly, and like we just don't really we're not that into it. But I really got into the sequels later on, and mm-hmm. and Friday the 13th remake. I love because it's essentially three movies in one. It recaps the first Friday Friday movie for like the first like five or ten minutes, and then it goes into like, like the one with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it goes. It, but it, you get most of the jokes though. They're they're just they just okay, good. Confine them yeah. to five minutes, which is uh-huh. fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they do like a twenty minute like another short movie, and then there's like the real plot of the movie. And I like how it kind of plays out that way uh, to mm-hmm. like. You don't have to watch the other ones. You kind of get all of them in one go, and it's kind of cheesy or whatever. But um, there was a reason I brought him up, uh, and now I'm losing it. But um, essentially, it was like Freddy... They all, they all serve different purposes, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. for, for me. Uh, we were talking about... That's what it was. We were talking about how they changed throughout time. And I was like, Jason, the first one's kind of boring, but it's like you have this... Like, his mom is the killer. Spoiler alert. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the second one, she was like, well, why isn't he wearing his like, hockey mask? And I was like, well, he didn't get his hockey mask until the third movie. And it's so mm-hmm. iconic, and we know Jason is the killer. But it's like, that that series is so interesting. It started off one way, drastically went a different way. And it also, in the th- like third, the third one's a 3D, and it's, like, super cheesy. The fourth one on, like, they get really goofy about Mike or about uh, Jason and stuff. Jason. These mm-hmm. as well, like, they they all kind of, like, throughout the 80s, like, I watched a lot of the Michael Myers ha- Halloween movies. They get cheesier. Freddy, like, they all kind of leaned into the, the goofiness and, like, the more mm-hmm. gore, but, like, silly gore. Like, it's not really scary. Uh, and Freddy, by far, like, he's the joker, the joker of them all, you know? So they really mm-hmm. lean into that. But the first one, I, I do think, like, it has, like, scary tones. It doesn't scare me, you know? Yeah. But uh, but he does lean into that later on, for sure. Uh, you said uh, Freddy's, like, the Joker, and I was just imagining him being like, <laughs> we live in a society, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, dancing down the stairs. That, that is something that he could do, he you know? Do I can see him do that, do that shit. Um, and then also going back to uh, explaining to your wife that 
he does, uh, Jason doesn't get his hockey mask until the third one. I think it'd be like such a fun way because like most people don't know that. I didn't know that until like maybe a couple of years there ago. You, you know, like I hadn't really like pieced that together. But I think it'd be a fun way to like uh, explain that to someone to be like, well, why doesn't he get his or why doesn't he have his hockey mask? Yet? It's like, oh, he doesn't join the hockey team until the third movie. <laughs> That's when he he gets brought on. Like he's not even a good goalie. He's just a huge person. Yeah, so. he's just he's just he's just kind of there. Um, he's he's got a good reach, you know. I did like uh, in the remake. This is a very minor spoiler. There's like a character. Uh, it's like right after Jason gets his hockey mask, and there's a character like looking for like a. I think he's gonna start a generator in a barn or some some shit like that. He's looking for something in a barn and like tools or whatever. And Jason walks in with his hockey mask, and the guy had just found a hockey stick, and he goes, "Oh, I guess this is yours." <laughs> <laughs> So maybe you're right. Maybe Jason. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got all the equipment. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man. Um, but yeah. So for Freddy. Um, wait, wait, hold on. Mm. Building off that, Stephen. Oh please. What if he's pissed off? Okay. Here's here's the pitch for the reboot of the reboot. <laughs> of Friday the Thirteenth. I know we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, I know, but, but for for Friday, uh, the Thirteenth. Uh, maybe that's why Jason is so pissed off, and he's just like walking through. Um, fucking uh where, where's he at he's like at camp what's it called oh uh camp blood um fuck crystal lake crystal well, lake yeah yeah that's right uh he's just like traipsing through there trying to track down his mom so she can sign the goddamn permission slip <laughs> so he can play hockey <laughs> he can't find her like every person is getting in his way you know <laughs> that's the whole what, okay. that's the whole motivation so uh, my my addition to that would be he it's like he just keeps going across camp and, and running across people and he's just frustrated right because he's like he goes, <laughs> he's like mom i'm in the van let's go and he's like fuck i forgot my skates and he has to go across camp and go get his skates and he comes back and he's like mom permission slip fuck right he's gonna like <laughs> each thing he's like oh my sticks my gloves i gotta go back and get them my hockey mask man yeah this is a good time. I think this is a way better. And and Friday the 13th is okay to talk about right now because that the 2009 one was the 12th movie. They're mm-hmm. in hell trying to get the rights figured out so somebody can make a new one. But the next one will be the 13th. So it's yeah. going to be a big one. And I feel like the hockey angle is where they need to go. <laughs> the hockey angle, yes. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why like Jason keeps winding up in the water. Yeah. is because he's like, this is ice sometimes, though. <laughs> How? <laughs> How would do that? You could even change it to it's like a winter thing. He fell in, mm-hmm. got stuck under oh, the ice. Oh man! Uh, on that podcast uh, with Gorlane Rust, uh, I think I think it was the first season they did uh, in Voorhees. We trust with Gorlane Rust. They were talking about how. Um, they they just want a movie where Jason is in the snow, just like kind of traipsing through the snow, this big lumbering killer, yeah. like monstrosity lumbering through the snow. And I that's what I want now, too. I hadn't thought about it until then. But, uh, you know, like you watch these horror movies and anytime you see someone white, you're like, oh, I bet they're going to get it because that blood's going to show up real nice on that, that cotton wardrobe you have going on. Exactly. So, uh, imagine that on white snow. I think that would be... Um, good i mean i think it'd be awesome and we actually we all have Mm -hmm. we already have the hockey angle going on yeah exactly that kind of ties it all together i think it makes it work really Mm -hmm. well actually and i think that that would be like a different type of movie and people would be like why is the summer camp open in the winter yeah (laughs) jason stocks a winter camp a winter camp a a winter camp it's uh it's christmas break 
Uh-huh. Uh, it's a smaller break. It's not summer long. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, wintertime is the only time the lake becomes crystal, a.k.a. ice, you know? Bam. Wow. There you From go. From all angles, mm-hmm. you got this, man. Steven, you it. talk long enough, you talk yourself into <laughs> being correct about something. <laughs> I heard that on a podcast once. So, uh, I guess enough uh, Friday the 13th talk, and maybe we should talk about a little more Nightmare on Elm Street, but they all just, like, blend together to me. Not not like they're the same kind of characters or movies, but uh, the same time period. I just love them all, you know? Yeah, and they're fun. Um, it's a good time. It's just a good time. It's just a good time, um, yes. So, let's talk about, um, what did you call them? Uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, midriff? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, scrawny depths as Glenn Midriff. Glenn Midriff, uh, mm-hmm. definitely. There's a, there's a different look to '80s movies as well. There's a lot of guys in really short shorts, and uh, I thought growing up, I mean, I grew up. I, I was born in '85, so I, I grew up a lot of '80s movies for my brothers and stuff. But uh, getting into the '90s and like the mm-hmm. late '90s, early 2000s, the 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 Britney Spears of it all, the bearing the midriff and showing her thongs and stuff. I was like, man, this is mm-hmm. great. I didn't realize that started with like Johnny Depp in the eighties. Uh, my <laughs> I apologies. No I really no missed idea. out on the whole genre there, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. uh, he definitely, he, he wears that shirt. Uh, he does that half shirt. Yeah. yeah. Half worn. Half worn. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, film debut as well. Uh, which is kind of wild that this is, I love horror movies as well. Like okay. the first Friday the 13th has Kevin Bacon. I think it's his first role. Uh, if not one of his very first, and um, I love like uh, there was a category on Paramount Plus horror thing the other day, and it was it was just titled "They Were in a Horror Movie," and I was like, "Oh, that's perfect," because you forget about some mm-hmm. people sometimes that showed up that way, like uh, Jennifer Aniston and the first Leprechaun, that kind of stuff. Oh my god! Right? I, I tried to pitch that movie to my wife a, a couple <laughs> nights ago to be Leprechaun? like, "Hey, you like the TV show Friends, right? Okay, <laughs> stick with me." Didn't work though. Didn't get her. Didn't. Uh, she said, mm, maybe some other time. I was like, okay, fine. I don't know. I think your wife, she's very short. She'd be a very big leprechaun fan. <sighs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like anytime she gets pissed off and chasing me through the house and just throw a <laughs> shoe at her to have her, she's like, oh, I must shoe and then I'm coming for your ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I love Johnny Depp in this, um, his, mostly because of his death scene. Uh, you mentioned it already, mm-hmm. but um, I, I don't know really what's, what you want to talk about with this movie. I, I like some specific deaths a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, his is so iconic. It's so fucking disgusting. Um, there's yeah. so much blood in this movie, and uh, uh, I just like it so much. It's uh, it's very inventive, and um, I've especially been watching all of the Halloween movies lately, and how those are just like a guy just like walking around and killing people, and that can be scary and stuff, obviously, but... Then you get this movie like a few years later and you're like, holy shit, now a kid's being sucked into his own bed and then blood is being like drained all over his fucking room. Yeah, there's something about the surrealist nature of the scenes in this movie that just like pushes the boundaries of um, honestly, like what I thought I could expect from a an 80s, like an early 80s horror movie, like. Uh, there's something about watching horror movies as as an adult, or at least for me. I know like some people still get freaked out by them, uh, Liz Wilson. But uh, like there there's something about it where I'm just like, oh, I can see like the craft that went in right. to this. You know, there's a lot of thinking ahead of time. Oh, we have to make the wallpaper look like this. That way, whenever he pushes his face through it, it's gonna totally uh, have a little bit more texture to it and whatnot. Um, so I appreciate all of that stuff. Going back to what you were saying about. Uh, Johnny Depp's death scene. Uh, I was uh, like, in my brain, I think I was con- conflating that with uh, maybe it's Kevin Bacon's murder scene uh-huh. in in, uh, in Friday, one of the the Friday Thirteenth movies 
because I was expecting like Freddy's hand to come up through his chest or something gotcha, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but really, he just gets like pulled down into the bed, and that's when you know Aunt Flo shows up <laughs> <laughs> with a vengeance, you know. But um, I I do think it was funny, like leading up to that, like he was he was laying in bed. He had headphones on that were linked to not just a stereo, but a record player. Oh, uh uh-huh. And he was watching TV in bed. Like, his actual TV was in bed. And it's not like a flat panel TV. (laughs) It's not on a laptop, because that didn't exist then. But it was like a a, a 3D, like, deep tube TV in bed while he's listening to an actual fucking uh, record. And it seems so wildly impractical. And I was like, oh, I used to do shit like this when I was younger as <laughs> well. I mean, you had well. to, right? You had to, you know? That's how it is. Um, but I, I also noted that, um, you know, for Johnny Depp, like, sure, he died, but it's not the worst thing that's happened to Johnny Depp in bed. Hashtag Amber's turd. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of gives a whole new meaning to that, because now I imagine it this mm-hmm. way, just spraying all over, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not a single turd. <laughs> But a diarrhea situation. You know? just, yeah, just flying up to the ceiling. <laughs> exactly. Getting all over everything. And you he's know? like, this is how my career started. I do not want this to be how it ends, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do like uh, her friend, her blonde friend in the beginning as well, Amanda Weiss, I guess is her name. Um, her Tina? Tina, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Her whole vibe, I like a lot. She's the first one that kind of catches on to everything. She's like the first mm-hmm. one to really be chased by him. And then yeah. um, how they slowly kind of reveal that they all like dreaming the same dreams um sometimes i'm like in horror movies you know you're like why don't you guys just talk about this stuff like if you all just talked about it you'd realize it's the same oh, guy steven that's uh, right? that's technically that's our thing oh so, got it so yeah, they're not on the show and so they didn't talk about it they're waiting to come on here they can discuss some things sure but that's as far as it goes because we have a monopoly yeah. on the stuff yeah that, that sounds- uh patent pending yeah uh okay Patent. I was going to patent Oswald mm-hmm. pending. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they can talk about some things with it, but they never do. And then you realize, like, well, why would you? Like, if you really were in this situation and you had a dream about a dude, you wouldn't suspect mm-hmm. that your friends were dreaming the same thing? That's not that's not possible, really, you know? So, like, yeah. you wouldn't suspect this. And I, I like how he kind of, it kind of slowly doles it out and you realize they're all connected. And then, like, Nancy's like, I can't sleep anymore, you know, because she mm-hmm. realizes uh, what's really going on. Uh, it's kind of creepy that yeah. way. Yeah, and I like that there's a backstory that we as the viewer don't know about until later on. Like, th- this is some shit that the parents were dealing right. with. Like, way before we even got to know these characters. This is yeah. it, it just feels more developed than uh, some other uh, budding horror franchises, I right. guess. Yeah. Uh, and I like this story. Yeah, like it's so creepy. Mm-hmm. The uh, the whole idea. Well, I mean, it makes me think of the Simpsons. There's a <laughs> there's a Willie episode where he uh, he comes back to kill the children oh, yeah. in the dreams. And mm-hmm. uh, I love that one so much because he's like he lights himself on fire in accident and they come up and the, the parents are voting on if they should uh, recharge the fire extinguishers in the building. And he tries to use one and it doesn't work. And they're like, nay. And that's why he like, you know, so in my head, it's always like this kind of silly thing, whatever. But it is like really fucking creepy. Um, in the first movie, they never talk about him like molesting children. That's kind of a remake thing. They get more into that. But uh, he definitely lured a bunch of children to this like weird factory and then murdered them mm-hmm. and buried them there. Uh, it's that, really fucking that was creepy. A, it really is. And that was another thing where I was just like. Oh, I like this better. He was only murdering children instead <laughs> Listen, of like molesting. Like different. I don't know why it seems better to me. It's different. But yeah, it's it's just it it is yeah. like I just I, I just neither of them are good. I don't know, but there's, no, some, there's like extra depravity. Right? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. with that, and uh, at mm-hmm. least with murdering them, there is 
they're like they won't think about it anymore right like the child is like well, at least they're they're not being tortured right uh they're gone yeah maybe the first one was an accident and then he was just like oh god i just <laughs> What's that? I gotta, I gotta hide this body. And Oops. then a, another little kid walks in. He like turns around with his his scythe he always has on him. Just cuts their head off. Didn't it's even like, mean oh, to. God damn. Son of a, yeah. So it's just like a confluence of and events it's where it's just like, and you know, started with one. And uh, Your Honor, here we are, uh, twenty eight bodies deep. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how it happened. <laughs> look, I put a no it's kid's my fault. Up. It's it's my fault for not putting up a fence, but. It's like he had a, the neighborhood pool. All the kids wanted to come yeah. up, they kept drowning, and he didn't mean to, and he had yeah. to keep burying them over and over again, you know? Yeah. Like, it could be some, like, Tucker and Dale right. uh, <laughs> level, like, shenanigans. It's just, like, all these different happenstances happen, oh and, yeah. And maybe he was always just trying to take a nap in the afternoon, and they kept waking him up, and he would kill him on accident. So that's why he does it in yeah. dreams, you know? Maybe he was and always he was like, him. oh, God, I, I spent way too much time hiding these bodies. I got to really, and I have all these hedges to trim. I bet, you know what, instead of like one hedge trimmer, I could, I could put, I could put four of them on my oh. fingers. I'll be done real quick. It was always you know? an efficiency thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the sun's out. I left my sunglasses. You know what? I'll put the, the hat on. That'll right. keep the sun from getting in my eyes. <laughs> oh, it's a little chilly, though. A little chilly, but I expected the sweater on. Put the sweater on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Christmas, it's not Christmas yet, but you know, it was recent though, so I had it out. So <laughs> yeah. it was recent. <laughs> I like this yeah. backstory. Uh, one of the things when I was reading on the Wikipedia about them, like creating this this mythology or whatever, um, and maybe I don't know where where I was reading it, if it was like for the remake or whatever, but they were talking about how um, one of the ideas initially was. That oh no it was a uh, John Saxon for the sequels that's what it was for the sequels John mm-hmm. Saxon who plays Nancy's dad the sheriff or one of the cops or whatever at least um, mm-hmm. he wrote uh, a, a sequel script idea and it was going to be at least partially a prequel and what it was going to be revealed was that Freddie was innocent and the parents were just fucking Ooh, crazy yeah. and they really did yeah. that's why he's re- he's doing this avenging and killing all the kids because he was not really the killer which also mm-hmm. means that killer is still out there which is interesting. Wait. Steven, are you telling me that Freddy Krueger was the first Avenger? <laughs> He's got the uniform. He's got a weapon. Yeah. yeah. He's got He's like, powers. I got an attitude, sure. <laughs> but I'm like fun, you know? Come on, I'm just guys. like, this guy's still out there. Talk, t- talk to OJ. I imagine you know? that entire scene where like... Uh, fucking nick fury is uh, after like colson dies and he's like trying to pump them all up so they can go to their final battle and it just cuts to freddy and he's just like tapping his knives on the table like come on i'm ready to go i was sold yeah. a while ago the bloody the bloody cards uh, we gotta finish uh, that guy for sure dude there's a uh marvel character called sleepwalker there you uh, go who's like a superhero that comes out whenever his like human host falls asleep or whatever Ooh. so i'm like man i bet they could do some like cool Shit akin to right. Nightmare on Elm Street with that, but That's interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Look, we got a fucking talking raccoon on film, and people are just like, yeah, that makes sense makes to sense. me. Freddy's 100%. an Avenger, whatever. What? Who cares? Who gives a fuck, you know? <laughs> He's owned by Warner Brothers. Hey, they, they, they're having a scratch and dent sale, evidently. <laughs> they got to get rid of their shit, so... <laughs> And he can scratch, so there you go. He can scratch, yeah, there you go. He's like, oh, right no, there. I got my, my sweaters torn. I got to uh, sell me. You gotta sell yeah. me around uh, tomorrow, in Disney. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, the 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 one of the early notes I've got on this, well, actually, two of them is that uh, John Saxon. He looks familiar to me, but I didn't know who he was until 
I looked him up later. I was oh. like, oh, okay, that's who that, that actor was. But it, an alternate name I had for him in my, like, fake notes was <laughs> uh, uh, Jonathan Saxophone as old Zac Efron. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he looks like just like you him. Can, yeah, you can get there. Uh, and then the other note I had early on was that uh, the the logo within the movie at about one minute, three seconds, just looks wild. Like, it doesn't look like anything even, like, kind of related I here. I've yeah, got a, yeah, I, I took a that. picture of it. It's It looks like this. It's like the oh, most yeah. saturated red with some white text. Like, right. A Nightmare is saturated red, and then on Elm Street is in this, like, blocky white text uh-huh. underneath it. Um, kind of, like, on top like, of it, yeah. Initially, I put like, "Oh, this logo sucks," but then I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Oh, that's too harsh." You know, that I, I feel like a running theme with these movies that later become franchises is they don't really know to stylize something in a way that holds up for later things. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it becomes its own separate right. logo mm-hmm. later on, you know, which I think is fun. Like the Halloween logos are kind of all over the place, yeah. like especially once you get to season of the witch. It's just like, and now it's blue. Right? Why not? <laughs> Okay. Seems like you already had a, a good font choice, but you know. I feel like whatever. the one you showed me, like I'm, I'm just so used to it. So it's so iconic to me. So it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's good for that. But um, the the main poster as well that they have for that movie, like, doesn't really like tell me much about Freddy or the movie in my <laughs> yeah. eyes. But, um, mm-hmm. but I do like it. Like it's so, oh man, weird and creepy looking. Uh, I, I have grown to love that poster yeah, so much. It so looks neat. like it's like. Not not like pastel. It looks painterly, right? But also, um, uh, like I I don't immediately identify the girl that's laying there as uh, Heather Lingenkamp. Lingenkamp. Lingen. Yeah, I'm never. I've ruined her last name for me. <laughs> Lingenkamp. Uh, but it, it does look. I don't know. There's there's something about it that I really like. Like the the hand has the the claw right. fingers on it, but the the eyeballs. It looks like a, a skeleton face. It's more it's, a skeleton face. Yeah, to make any sense for him. Yeah, but. it's uh, closer to what I think of when I think of one of those uh, uh, Evil Dead movie posters. Right. You know that like skeleton with the, the eyeballs and totally its sockets. Yeah. Yeah, but and there is a part. I guess I think it's in this one because there's another part in another movie where he like rips off his. I think it's in two. He like rips off the top of his head and shows his brain. But I think in this one he yeah. does rip off his face at one point. So. Oh yeah. Right, there is. It is kind of kind of there, but like that's not really like a good representation for him on the poster. But I love the poster. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, so the poster's great. iconic and it's cool looking. That. Uh, um, yeah. So it, uh, yeah. Like whenever you see that poster, you're like, oh, I wonder what lies ahead in this. Like I can only imagine totally. seeing that. In theaters back in like '83, leading up to the movie coming out, being like, "Oh shit, what is that?" You right. Know? And I feel yeah. like the '80s did that so well. '70s, '80s did mm-hmm. that so well. With they, I mean, they painted them all. So like some of them, the posters sometimes, uh, or the cover, like a VHS cover, would have things that like aren't even in the movies a lot of times in that <laughs> yeah. era. Yeah. But it gets you to, mm-hmm. to watch it. Like it, they were so. There is something so beautiful about some of those, even though they're really schlocky a lot of times and stuff. But like, it's like they're mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and they really mm-hmm. knew how to like, sell a movie, you know, just based on one image uh, when there's no yeah. internet to like propel it. So mm-hmm. they, they still way. do that to this day, kind of like with uh, Halloween Ends. It has a, a movie poster with Laurie Strode and Michael Myers on it, and they better lay in that bitch. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, so uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, okay, so I like the. Um, as well that this movie has a lot of things in it that uh, uh, apparently other things copied later on, like 
basically Nancy is the first Home Alone. Like she, yeah, right? Yeah, she does. She does an that amazing job of uh, all these mm-hmm. booby traps throughout her house. I love her plan uh, to bring Freddy mm-hmm. into the real world and stuff. Um, it's interesting. Why do we call them booby traps? Shouldn't it be titty traps? Like with alliteration, <laughs> you think more sense? It does. It yeah. sounds kind of cooler. But I just like. Yeah. I really like the word booby though. You know, booby yeah. traps. It just sounds cool. Look at spooky so. season, putting the boo in booby. There you go. See, that's what it yeah. is. Um, yeah. And she really set a man. She did all kinds of stuff. She put like, I don't know what she put in it, but it was like uh, gunpowder, essentially, and a light bulb. <laughs> yeah. That he like, tripped <laughs> on and explodes. I was like, damn, girl. When she was shaving the top of a, a, a light bulb, I was like, what's happening? Is she just like cleaning her light bulbs? Like, what's <laughs> what's the goal here? And uh, yeah, she like filled it with gunpowder and she like put it in the little thing. I was like, oh, she it's wild. I hope yeah. she remembers. <laughs> She's just going to get Cheetos later on. Yeah. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, yeah, so that that whole stuff too. I I just love that so much. Like the the booby trapping, the the whole idea that like nobody believes her. Like they're all just kids, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and then the fact that her mom is this like alcoholic, but. Um, just she's a fucking bitch she's so mean in this movie mm-hmm. and then and like never explaining stuff to her her kid whatever but she just like doesn't believe her kid and just like locking her away even though she knows the whole time that they did this to this guy and like what it could mean mm-hmm. she just like acts like nothing's going on uh, and i just end up hating her so much so that i i love her death scene later on it's so creepy um mm-hmm. but i i like how it plays out i guess because um she wasn't helping her her kid you know yeah uh and that that was another thing i wonder if that's like a byproduct of the 80s where the parents were like so hands-off right that they were just like i don't even like you a little bit right. like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't matter to me in the least you know you figure your own shit out you're 14 you can take care of Come yourself on. at this point or whatever you know um i i like in the opening credits that it credits robert england as fred krueger oh yeah where it's just like well we're not quite to freddy yet even though they he like refers to himself as freddy right. like in the movie um but it, again it's just like those little building blocks of of the franchise and and whatnot because uh that's that's how we come to know like i would love it if in the opening credits it was like frederick roderick <laughs> Kruger the third or some shit like that you know it's like oh he's got like oh he's a legacy name or whatever they're like it's just freddy we all know it it's cool (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah. um and then another thing on uh on shutter they've got the uh the six-part documentary called like behind the monsters or something Mm -hmm. like that and one of them is on freddy krueger and i watched that and robert england was talking about how there's something with freddy's stance to where like whenever he put on that glove the first time, it was it's like heavy, like oh, it's made yeah. out of actual metal. There's like a stunt version of it, right. but there's like it's it's heavy. So he stands with his right shoulder a little bit lower, yeah, and it's it, cool. It throws things off center a little bit. It's it's asymmetrical and it's just adds a little bit of extra menace to it. And I I noticed that that was there from this first movie on. So right on. it is cool to see so much of him visually is there right from the jump, even though his personality is not quite uh, right. the carnival barker we, we get in, in later movies. But uh, it, it's still, I was I was very impressed with it. That's a good point. Uh, his whole, like, the way he runs is kind of just weird, and it's kind of like he kind of hobbles <laughs> with that extra gait, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and he, there's one point where he's, like, chasing, I can't remember who it was, but he's chasing someone through an alleyway. He's got his hands in the air, and he's kind of, like, <laughs> running, or running serpentine right. in the, like, behind like him. Like a monkey, sort of, like a orangutan yeah, a or something. Bit. Yeah, Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah it, 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 I don't know, it just leads a certain thing to it. I, I feel like Robert England just really embodies this role. Um, I, I haven't seen the remake of 
this movie in a long time, which came out like 2010 or some shit. Uh, we watched the trailer for it the other day after these, and um, uh, it has Jackie Earl Haley as the as the new Freddy, and he's also mm-hmm. like an amazing actor, and I feel like he did the role pretty well. They have more uh, realistic burn effects, I think, on him and everything, but Freddy's effects, I still think, look fucking great. I think his whole look, they just really nail it from the get-go. They really have this like iconic figure right away in these movies and there's a reason why he stuck around so well you know Mm -hmm. um but i think robert england as well like he just nails the character like he's just freddy you know and i love anytime he shows up in anything um he's in urban legend he's like a professor in that like a normal guy um he shows up in stranger things the last season he's like a a brief character in there and i was i just like to see him anytime he shows up because i love him so much as freddy and he seems like Mm -hmm. a genuinely nice guy in real life uh, yeah, which is so fun whenever you have someone that's so scary or, you know, meant to be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a scene in the movie uh, where Nancy's mom takes her to like a sleep study thing. Yeah. And then there's a con- con- good Lord conversation. This conversation between Nancy and the doctor in the other room as they're like watching her. They're having this very serious conversation about dreams and sleep and you know what could be affecting her and all the while they're doing this there's a poster behind them of two cats on a trolley car (laughs) i was like i can't take this shit seriously we'll post this to our our social media but i had to take a picture of it on my tv because it's just like that's all i can look at while they're talking about her daughter like having like struggling and and all this shit right but uh yeah very funny very funny i like there uh, so that's really fu- weird that you say that. I'm going to bring this up randomly. But uh, again, we've been watching a lot of the Halloween movies. And uh, in Halloween H2O, there's a scene where uh, Laurie Strode, uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis, walks into her son's room. And I noticed, I paused it. We had to pause it for something real quick. Uh, I was getting food or whatever. And then I, when I came back, I realized like behind her, there was a calendar on his, on her son's wall. But the calendar not, is not facing out. There's no dates. It's just backwards. So it's like a guitar <laughs> calendar. And it's yeah. like there's like the cover of it and it's up backwards. So you can see like each month in a tiny picture on the back to be like, this is what's <laughs> yeah. inside. And I was like, I suppose he wants to see all 12 guitars at once. But who <laughs> yeah. the fuck hangs up a calendar like backwards? And I was yeah. I, I thought it was so funny because they, they I love set design. I like looking around, but I love whenever you notice something that's really out of place. And you're just like, that's fucking weird. And it's like all you can see. Like, from now mm-hmm. on, when I watch that scene, I'm like, well, that calendar is just off. It's just weird. Something's <laughs> yeah. wrong here. And, like, when I watch this back, I'm going to watch, I'm mm-hmm. going to see that trolley car with the cats, you know? I wonder if the, the calendar had the wrong date on it or the wrong year. We did talk you know? about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. But they still hung and it they up. Were like, it's like they, she opens the door, and it's the only thing in frame next to her that you can see. And mm-hmm. I'm like, just don't put a calendar up then. Like, Someone drew a dick one. on the wall, though. We had to, <laughs> we had to cover it up. <laughs> And I'm like, there's so many posters in his room. Like, just put a different one. Like, you didn't have to make it so, like, in your face. It was just, like, hmm. it did seem like, yeah, they probably had that calendar. The, the dates are wrong. They're just going to, like, put it up. But, uh, man, what a what a spot to put it in, you know? Well, you were talking about how your brother Danny had a Freddy Krueger poster Ooh. hung up in his wall. Like, That's right. I assume it's Freddy Krueger in a bikini laying uh-huh. on a Lamborghini. Right? Yeah, pretty much. You, you've you okay, seen good. it then? You know this calendar? I know it very well. Oh, Steve. my God. <laughs> Oh yeah, he still has a sweater on, but it's torn in strategic places. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. got to cover the nips. There's a, well, there's a booby trap in there for sure. So absolutely, <laughs> I just like you know what? It's more fun to picture it in my mind. <laughs> no, but see, that's what I would do as a kid. I would get like car calendars 
And then I would cut the ones I liked out and use them as little posters. But I wouldn't like hang it above your hang it above your bed and hope the the tax gave way. Oh man, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would just drive over me. Look at the gas tank and just be like, "Ooh, baby!" Oh my god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like I would pull certain ones out or I would use them. I wouldn't ever hang up and be like, "Oh, cool!" Now I have like a bunch of three inch pictures. Like it, it <laughs> yeah. just seemed like a really weird thing to do. Steven, um, three inches is a good size. Let's, let's not get carried away. Okay, let's let's all calm down. Um, there's a scene toward the end of the movie where uh, Nancy is finally in bed at home, and her mom is like, "Okay, I'll just just fine, just go to fucking sleep, dude. I gotta tie one on real quick. Right. Just, just please go to sleep." So she sees Nancy drift off. And then she gathers all these coffee cups and, and the coffee pot, <laughs> takes it away, uh-huh. and, and then she like steps out of frame. And Nancy sees that she's gone. She gets up. She pulls out another secret <laughs> coffee machine that's already plugged in, has coffee in it. And it's like, goddamn. She's ready to go, man. Yeah, this mom had no sense of smell. You know, she well, drank that shit away. Right, exactly. She was like yeah. already hammered. She didn't know what's going on. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, do you want to, let's see. Okay. So Nancy figures it out. She's going to pull Freddie into real life. Her, her boyfriend across the street is supposed to wake up. Uh, spoiler alert. He's all over his room. He just explodes all over that place. Uh, cops are over there. That's what I like about this one. Uh, again, watching the Halloween movies and knowing like, uh, Annie, uh, Sheriff Brackett's daughter is like one of the friends and like she's been murdered and like the sheriff doesn't know that but he's looking for Michael Myers and stuff and this one her dad is literally across the street but she's mm-hmm. he still won't help her like these cops can hear her she's like breaking windows shouting yeah. at them to come over and they're just like what what's going mm-hmm. on and like yeah. it's so scary to me and uh comparison and maybe not realistic that they wouldn't just come over immediately and help her but it's so scary as well that, that, that nobody believes her they think she's going crazy and then this yeah. kid has really died Nobody will come and help her. And then they finally kind of do. And then like she has pulled Freddie out and then he's like, you know, gone up to, to kill her mom. Her dad sees some of that. Um, but then uh, the maybe the issue I have with these movies mostly is the fact that they're really ambiguous in the end. And I was curious your thoughts about how yeah. this actually ends and what is a dream and what's not. Uh, but essentially yeah. her mom dies in this weird, <laughs> you know, she kind of goes down in her bed as well. There's like a uh, lightning flashes and darkness and skeletons and shit. that's right i forgot about this until just right. now uh just because i've been watching other nightmare stuff and really i'm over I, the top yeah she gets hit with lightning and uh turns into a charred skeleton right. and then <laughs> floats down as if floating up to heaven but right. through the bed in a downward motion and then the bed turns solid i think that visual effect looks cool it, like the way it, it it, it like fades out and then it goes back to like the flat sheet on the bed. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that was wild looking like the way that the mom just like bit it so hard like that. Like she's right. 1000% dead. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. her dad sees that apparently. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. her, she's just like, well, I guess Freddie's gone. Um, you guys can leave knowing that he's not. And she's going to have to face him again and like take his power away. Mm-hmm. Right. She's going to like step away from him and be like, you don't, I, you don't have any power in this world. I'm not accepting it. Um, yeah. And then so her dad, I love to like, this just happened and her dad's just like, okay, honey, I'm going to leave this room that your mom just died in. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But again, it might be all a dream, it might, whatever. So she does that. She takes the power away. And then she like walks outside her house with her mom in the bright sunshine. And she's like, oh, you had a weird night last night. I heard you screaming and uh, I'm going to give up drinking and uh, it's all fine. And then like, her friends show up and his in the car and then the like the top of the car comes down and it's like Freddie's sweater. 
you know, and there's like mm-hmm. laughter and stuff and they just drive away. And then her mom mm-hmm. very realistically gets dragged in through that tiny window in the door. <laughs> Amanda fucking lost it this time. She sees me a bunch, but she was like, that did not look real at all. And I was like, what are you talking about? That was a great 80s effect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of that blow up. It's like sucked in that, that hole. Hey, look, they dressed up a life-size Gumby doll, <laughs> painted it Caucasian, and just let them suck it right on through. Um, so, okay, that, that was going to be one of my questions to you is how uh, Nancy won at the end because right. Freddie just, like, disappears, essentially. And I, I wasn't quite tracking what was going on there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, he's he's in our world, so he doesn't have power, right? I guess, the, or... The, is he the, the, the reverse Tim Allen from Home and Food? <laughs> no power. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So, but then there's like then, a whole dream sequence with her friends, and is any of that like they're clearly really dead in the sequels? You know that that's kind of what I like about this movie is like it doesn't make sense, but this seems like a movie where you go out like after you watch the movie in theaters, you walk out to the parking lot, you have a conversation with your friends mm-hmm. out there. You know, you just like kind of. Uh, toss ideas around or whatever so I do like that general aspect of it but I knew it was a dream immediately where the mom was like I'm just gonna give up drinking I just don't like it anymore it's like that's unrealistic I can confirm for you (laughs) that's not how that works right um was like oh this has to be a dream and then like I you know all of her friends came back and I was like oh yeah this has to be a dream but like uh, it, it is ambiguous as to when that takes place because it seems like she's alive for or in our world for that final confrontation with Freddy where mm-hmm. he just dis- he lunges at her and disappears. It's like, okay, that's the real world. But then I think she steps through the door. Right. And that's when it cuts to the outside <clears throat> scene. Right. So I, I feel like maybe as she steps out the door in reality – some other shit happens that we don't see like and eventually like maybe that night she goes to sleep and that's where this sequence picks up but she does come back in the third movie exactly so maybe she was just like oh it was just like a regular nightmare that i had or whatever and there's a okay so and then in uh part two as well which we're gonna get to talk a little bit about but in part two mm-hmm. there's like a new kid that has moved into her house and i like the mm-hmm. explanation in that movie because i'd forgotten it i don't watch that one as well as much and in that movie, someone says, oh, yeah, you moved into the house. That girl went crazy. Her mom locked her in the house. She saw her boyfriend got get butchered across the street by a maniac. And then her mom killed mm. herself in the living room. So I'm like, mm. there's definitely a lot changed. Like, the sequels just don't make a lot of sense either. Like, they kind of just give yeah. little explanations and then just move on. Like, they don't care. Mm-hmm. But but So it's hard to pin down and, like, really try to think about it or, like, make it make sense. But... Um, mm-hmm. I do like the idea that that has been the myth after her is that still mm-hmm. nobody believes her about this stuff. Her mom just killed herself. Mm-hmm. But like we saw her mom die in the bedroom. Her dad saw it even. So I, I don't think he, that actually any of that really happened at all. I think that was all kind of a dream sequence, but it's very mm-hmm. ambiguous. It, it kind of is just like a whatever. You leave the theater and you're just like, that was fun and who cares? Um, mm-hmm. But I noticed watching the sequels as well that they all in that way, like they all have like <laughs> yeah. a is this a dream or not they're all kind of the mm-hmm. inception ending you know and mm-hmm. uh i don't know how i feel about it it's it's i can let it go and it just be whatever but um it's they're all kind of like a letdown the more i watched of them and i was like this just keeps happening though and like what is real and i wish there was yeah. a little more concreteness at least somewhere um you know one yeah. of the sequels but just to give you an idea of when you're watching something that's a dream and when it's not uh right like, a, a what clear... did she win or not yeah. Right. Yeah. 
because <laughs> it is confusing because I, I i was surprised at first i was like oh that's kind of a fun way to to end that but um yeah it it, it just kind of throws off your timeline for right. the series of events so yeah whenever i was going through watching the sequels um the second one's okay i like nancy so much though she's she's my final girl for this so yeah um that's why i was watching the trailer and i was excited to watch new nightmare because i think she's only in one three and the new nightmare as far as i'm aware and oh, cool. um so i'm curious how that goes but i was trying to make a kind of like i was reordering and trying to remake uh my version of this new the new three movies adding to the quadrilogy for halloween um from mm-hmm. 2018 to, to ends i was like is there a way i could make like like nightmare on elm street and then nightmare on elm street three is is part two and then mm-hmm. how, like where would you go if that if those were the two and you made like a sequel years later i was trying to like imagine you know i would love to pick up with her mm-hmm. like all these years later and i was like oh, i wonder what ideas they do play into that with new nightmare and i haven't seen it in so long and i've only seen it a few times so i'm curious mm-hmm. to see if, if that plays as kind of a trilogy almost in my head you know yeah. Uh, and then we'll see as, as the sequels go on, maybe I'll really enjoy some of those, um, more like it's like last year or whatever, when I finally went back through all the Friday the 13th and I realized like, Oh, the ones I like are the ones I always avoided. The ones that are like, like four five and six and seven, like are, are so cheesy and weird, but they're the fun ones. Maybe Freddy yeah. gets even better. And I'm really excited for that. Uh, two and three, I think there's some good moments in there, but, um, I've never mm-hmm. seen past them. So I'm, I'm curious for that. But, uh, did you have any more to talk about the first one? No, no, that pretty much uh, goes through all of my notes right that I had. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked Heather Langenkamp a lot. I did it. You did. Uh, I liked her a lot. I thought she was a, a great final girl, so much so that when I saw her in the third movie show up, I was like, oh, shit. Hell I know yeah. her. That's my friend from two movies ago. That's right. <laughs> Looks like she's okay. <laughs> she got out of that car. She did. She did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it worked out for uh, us. That's interesting. Cool. So, uh, do you want to talk about the next movie? Let's do it. Part two. Then? Okay. So, uh, I guess spoilers for for these other movies going forward as well. Yeah. Like they've been out for for a minute. Uh, so, uh, this this is the thing about Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I noticed the the fandom calls as an abbreviation calls the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh, it's it's spelled like N O E S. It's abbreviated to oh, yeah. N O E S, like nose, yeah. right? But it's there's like an A like. The full title is A Nightmare on Elm Street. So you have to put that put that on uh-huh. there. So yeah. So let's talk about Anos 2, <laughs> Freddy's Revenge. Okay, let's and, talk about Anos 2. Uh, yeah, Anos 2. Yeah. Um so this one I had heard a lot. Uh, I think this is primarily from that In Search of Darkness right. documentary that we discussed previously. Um uh th- this one has the the label of being like a uh, like a gay icon type of right. movie or I'd an iconic gay tie something right. like that you know um so i i guess like in my brain i just expected the the lead guy because i knew the the final girl was a guy in this movie oh. and boy uh, harsh screams from oh my god in this, it, is, it is like blood curdling ear right. piercing screams uh very high pitch but um i i just assumed he was gay in the movie but he ends up having a girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. it's like oh okay this is like different than what i thought but there is a scene in the movie where he goes to a gay bar i think maybe i i don't remember if it's a dream sequence i, know, or I don't know why he ended I guess up it, there i guess it happens in real yeah. life but he, that's when he's like possessed by. Oh, that's the whole other thing is Freddie uses him 
as a body. I like, like that. He says, yeah. you're the body, I'm the brains. <clears throat> and he peels his head right. back and you see his brain underneath. That looks cool as shit, it did too. Look cool. I was, I thought that looked rad. Um, but yeah, he possesses him. He goes to a gay bar and then he runs into his gym coach there <laughs> who looks like a standard gym coach, but in a leather vest. <clears throat> right. Like it, it doesn't, I don't know. It, it didn't quite fit, but maybe that's the appeal of it. I don't know. But uh, they just did yeah, some weird really stuff in was, there for sure. Yeah, yeah, I thought there was going to be like more um, gay stuff in there, but like in a positive way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right? Not not to make it like weird. Oh, look at this! It's all this gay stuff. Isn't that scary or gross or whatever? I just thought it was just going to be more representative of that. Right. But I guess this is like, hey, some is better than none. You know? I feel like yeah, you went into it, so you saw that that um, that idea about this movie, and you knew that from the the documentary before you watched it, right? So you went into it yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't remember if I actually watched this one before because I've only seen this in the third one in the last like year or two as well, where I'm only okay. kind of new to these. But I had mm-hmm. also kind of seen that. The second one, when I first watched it, I was like, this is just not good. I'm not into it. And then it's like, I feel like I heard about the how much of the LGBTQ community really likes this movie. And I mm-hmm. think that that kind of skewed your viewing a little bit in the fact that it's like, it's not like they look at it like, oh, it has a lot. There's a gay character as the main character. Or like, it's mm-hmm. a, a positive gay movie. I feel like in the 80s, a lot of people were closeted. And there's a there's some gay undertones to this that they attach to mm-hmm. because there was nothing else out there for them or there sure. a limited amount of things out there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you watch it with that in context, though, like this time it was much more interesting for me because I felt not being a gay person and not having those feelings of like not being right in your body or like what society tells you to be or whatever, not mm-hmm. feeling the right and have like trying to have a girlfriend. I noticed a lot of weird weirdness between him and his girlfriend, this girl who really likes him. He does not mm-hmm. seem to have that much interest in it at first. And it's yeah. treats her like a really good friend and she just kind of helps him. And then they, he tries to kind of like have sex with her and stuff. You can tell he's not really into it. And like mm-hmm. things just don't really work out. And I feel like at that it was probably what people gravitated towards that did, did have those feelings that they're mm-hmm. like, he's trying to, he's like, I have the secret about Freddie and I'm trying to like tell my family about it. But like in those people's minds, it's like he has this secret that he's gay and he's trying to tell his girlfriend and his family about mm-hmm. it. And yeah. it, there was a lot of weird, there's a lot of undertones that I, not weird, but there's a lot of undertones that I didn't notice before. And now having known that, 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 that community likes this movie so much, I was like, oh, this is so interesting. This is so interesting. But then you have the really overt stuff like the coach that's at the SNN club who then takes him back to the school to run laps and then has his <laughs> pants pulled down and he's slapped with jump ropes. I laughed so right? hard at that. So, it, it, so it wasn't because right it was there. like um, it wasn't at the the uh, gayness of it. But it was just like it feels so good because like I, I, I still have <laughs> the absurdity is one. But also I just have like. Almost zero sympathy for uh, non-personality having uh, school staff. Oh, yeah. Where I'm just like, yeah, you probably deserve this <laughs> right. piece of shit. Oh, he seemed like a dick. He really yeah, did. Yeah. He seemed like an asshole. It's like, man, just let this boy enjoy his beer in a whiskey glass. Right. <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> Instead of, like, dragging him across town to run laps and barefoot in a gym. Uh, yeah, so that that was weird. Also, I thought it was funny that... Uh, his girlfriend was fake Meryl Streep. And <laughs> I was like, is this her? It's like, this can't be her, right? It's like, well, kind of, maybe. I guess it could be. But um, it looked like her quite a bit. It did, yeah. And uh, I, 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 because of like, what you were saying, it, it didn't seem like he was into her in a romantic way mm-hmm. throughout the movie until like the very end. And 
I, I don't know. I I kind of like winced when they kissed. I was like, oh, this doesn't, it doesn't seem, feel right, right? Like, it doesn't feel like yeah. it didn't seem like they had that chemistry. It's like even if it were um, um, two people who I just assumed were going to be straight and right. they didn't have that kind of chemistry, I would still wince at it. You know, the the actor who plays uh, that guy, I can't remember his his character's Mark name. Patton. Oh, the yeah. character's name. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse. But yeah. OK. Yeah. Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman. Are we talking about Breaking Bad? Wow, interesting. Oh, my God. Jesse Walsh. You know, I heard of this theory that uh, Breaking Bad is based on tailspin. It's wild. Check those outtakes. Um, but anyway, yeah, like that. the guy who plays Jesse is gay in real life. Mm-hmm. And I, I know there's a documentary about it. I didn't have time to watch it either. before this record. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, in hearing about that because it, it sounds interesting. I that yeah. that that documentary looked really great. I didn't have time to watch it for this either, but um, it it did. Knowing that from the other documentary and stuff about this, it has opened up why why this movie could be good or whatever. Why I would enjoy watching it. It does have some good themes in it. It just doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's just not as good of a story. I think overall, yeah. Right, like for one, I really like getting into three. Um, I love the idea of three. It's just really cool. It's like all these kids in the hospital. They have this like shared dream, and then they have powers and like whatever. And uh, for that one, you find out like they're the the last of the original Elm Street kids. This guy, mm-hmm. it makes no sense. Like Freddie is attacking the children of the parents that killed him. This guy had nothing to do mm-hmm. with it. His parents had nothing to do with it. They just moved into her old house. Like it doesn't it, make any sense exactly, yeah. for the given yeah. uh, mythology we've already gotten. And so mm-hmm. that was part of why I never liked it. But watching it this time, and I did have a better, you know, I, I did like parts of it. I like the idea of Freddie coming into the world and like using someone else as their, you know, as a, a vessel. Someone, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I love when Freddie comes out at the party later on and attacks all the teenagers, like in swimsuits. I'm sorry. He does what at the party, Steven? <laughs> wow. He does come out. Hey. Of the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he like jumps out of something and like scares everybody, but like, they're all like so defensive and like scared and like, he's just slicing people up left and right. I love it. I laughed so hard at that scene because there's something about Freddy Krueger standing, just like he looks so menacing and evil, standing in front of these people that are dressed for a pool right. party in like such bright so 80s clothing. And they're just like standing there. And it's just like, well, th- these two things do not go together totally. at all. But uh, yeah, it, it was kind of like yeah. fun to see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the yeah. novelty of it. Right, right. Uh, it had some mm. good novelty for it, but then I don't like the story as much. So um, I don't have a ton yeah. more to say about this one. Uh, it's okay. It also, I don't remember the ending of it. It's yeah. also very ambiguous, though, I think. Well, if you've seen the beginning of this movie, you've seen the ending of it because it's the out of control bus all over oh, again. Right. <laughs> yeah. That bus, that's the scariest part of this movie. That bus, when it's driving off road and it's bouncing so hard, I was like, you're going to get a concussion. That's the, that, that's uh-huh. what's going to kill you. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you can't put tires on a Twinkie like that and expect <laughs> it to have all of its, <laughs> its pop sockets or whatever right. in, in the right place. So it, uh, it doesn't, uh, bounce around so much. Uh, but yeah, that, that. Ends just like the first movie, and that like, oh, it's a nightmarish dream sequence, and uh, then it cuts to credits. So. And then we never really, as far as I know, I don't know, if, I don't think mm-hmm. he comes back in the sequels. So uh, that's my only part with these. It's like they're they're kind of fun rides, and then at the end, it's like ambiguous, and it's is it a dream, or whatever. Freddy kind of always wins. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how the sequels otherwise play out with that, but um, mm-hmm. at the same time, when I was watching all three of them, I was like, well, I, I never felt any catharsis. Then I never felt. Like anybody really got their comeuppance, or even that Freddy one. Mm-hmm. It's always just so ambiguous. It feels like they all kind of, just in, they, none of them really knew how to end the movie. 
And so they just like mm-hmm. end it with an- yet another sequence that you have no idea about. And then there it's like credits. And so I just felt like I didn't get a lot of I just wanted some completion. I wanted Freddy to yeah. uh, to finish me off. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right. It's like a, a bad SNL sketch. Sometimes. Right. It's With just it like, you know, it doesn't, doesn't know how to end. It just kind of peters out. <laughs> right, you know? right. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, we Good can call. move on to talk mm-hmm. about Anus 3, Dream Warriors. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, yeah, I'm very curious what you will think of this one. Um, like I said, I only mm-hmm. watched it for the first time in the last few years. I'd heard this was pretty cool, and I really mm-hmm. dug it. Um, in particular, I watched it around that fucking, I always forget, New Mutants, the Marvel movie that came out with the teenagers. Oh, uh, yeah, that yeah. movie is very similar to this in, the, in that it's like a bunch of kids locked in a hospital and then they all have mm-hmm. powers and then they all have to like come together and stuff. Um, I wish that movie was much better. Um, I like this one a whole lot. Dream Warriors, I think is really cool, but, uh, I'm curious what you think. I saw new mutants just ended up on Disney plus. Oh yeah. So they're, they're still going through the process of consolidating all the Marvel Fox properties there over go. there. Uh, and I was like, Oh yeah, I watched this movie and talked about it on the terror table with Steven and Mitch. Oh wow. Uh, a while back. Yeah, I forgot about that. I've really that blocked happened. out most of that movie. So mm-hmm. any talk yep. about the movie, I've also blocked out. That's really funny. Damn. Go check out that episode, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> <We should. laughs> it is It is quite a forgettable film, New so Mutants. So unfortunate. But, uh, it had a lot going for it. Yeah. But yeah, it really did. It just didn't work oh, out. Oh, well. Badass and sketch hey, as well. You know, petered out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, Dream Warriors, uh, I like this movie quite a bit as well. Uh, the last time Mitch was on our podcast, which was at the beginning of this month, uh, he had mentioned, I think it was on air, maybe it was afterward, mm. uh, but he had mentioned that he liked Dream Warriors right quite on. a bit. So I, I definitely wanted to make sure to get up to at least that far yeah. in the chronology of the, the films. And yeah, I like this as well. So he- Seeing Lawrence Fishburne on the poster, so, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I had no idea he was in this movie, Morpheus. I know. Up in this bitch, offering people red and blue pills all over again, you know, <laughs> for the very first time. When he showed up on screen, Amanda, again, had never seen this movie, so I just showed it to her this year for the first time. And I was mm-hmm. like, can you tell who that is? And she goes, is that Sam Jackson? And I said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I can kind of forgive her. He, they're both so young in this era that we don't know yeah. a lot of movies they're mm-hmm. in. And, like, she had mm-hmm. no clue that he was going to be in this. And I was like, it's a red, red pill or blue pill? And she's like, oh, my God. Uh, and then it clicked with her and stuff. That's but. Keanu Reeves. It's like, Amanda, <laughs> come, come on. on. <laughs> you have to try harder. And then uh, Patricia Arquette as well, man. Another, like, she yeah. was in a horror movie. I forget about that. I forget she's even in this one. I've seen it, so. Uh, she was also going all in on those screens, oh you know? Oh, my God, yeah. She really. Very loud. I kept having to, like, turn my TV <laughs> right. down. I was watching this. Like, I finished uh, Anus 2 last night. It was around, like, 11.15, and I was like, I bet I can squeeze in this third movie oh, yeah. before I have to record in <laughs> 10 hours. So I, I watched Amazing. this movie uh, last night, uh-huh. again, before bed. And uh, yeah, anytime she would scream, I had to like scramble for the remote right. to turn the, the volume down quickly. But um, man, I was, like I said, I was so happy to see Nancy come back. Oh my God. And this time she's an adult and I was, and she's, mm-hmm. Steve and I, uh, mm-hmm. something about a nicely dressed adult human woman where i'm just like oh my gosh she like has a blazer on at a certain point you know she looks oh, like, like she has her blazer? life together she looks like she could take me out to cheesecake factory and i'll tell you what steven the 74 page menu ain't the only thing i'd be flipping through you know what i'm saying brother hell yeah dude wow i had no idea you would have such a crush on heather Langenkamp. i like that oh i thought you meant on cheesecake factory oh, but yeah. yes uh yes to i both. knew you had like, a crush on cheesecake factory so yeah, mm. of course. Oh my god. You always want to get cheesecake there. Oh man. Who who knew? 
<laughs> you have to, it's on the secret menu you have to ask for it but oh yeah. yeah you really gotta ask for it uh different flavors mm-hmm. but uh it's just like mm-hmm. a date between you cheesecake and a dairy pill you know oh my god <laughs> that's a, a couple way. of them even you know <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what i'm talking about you know um uh i was looking up because i was curious of how old heather Lingkamp was in this one in particular so this came out in 87 uh she was born in 64 so the the first nightmare she was 20 years old uh she played like a 15 year old and she looked like she was 13 so uh yeah i was just like oh i like it it never even like crossed my mind to look at her that way like she just looks like a a young person now so didn't but when she shows up in this movie you're like oh yeah i was like i love her uh her white streak in her hair that she gets in the first movies back oh, in this yeah. one. Um, it's yeah. also like in a uh, poltergeist. The mom gets that as well. There's just something about that. I think is really awesome. And, um, and that first, first X-Men movie. Yeah. With like with Burrow. Mm-hmm. Got it. There's something about it. Yeah. Um, I love a lot, but, um, yeah, so, uh, she does, she does look great in this and I love that she comes back. I love, especially after two where it's like this whole different story that doesn't make a lot of sense in the mythology. Like I said, mm-hmm. this one does. It's like, she has, taken her skills and she's like no one's gonna believe me but i know i can yeah. help kids i know other kids are gonna be mm-hmm. attacked by this and she's learned ways to cope with it like with medicines mm-hmm. and like other abilities and whatever and then just her the fact she's coming back to help them i just love I, I love her character um she's such a great person and uh and she's awesome in this um so yeah really cool um i, w- I think that that medicine she has in this isn't it called the hypnosil yeah or something like that I think that comes into play in Freddy versus Jason. I don't oh, know. Yeah? I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but I uh, that that name sounds That'd be familiar a cool, to yeah, me. Callback. Yeah. Um, so this one was written by Wes Craven. Came back to do at least a, a pass on this, I guess, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Wagner, Frank Darabont, and Chuck Russell. Uh, Frank Darabont is uh, he he wrote and directed like Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile and did a lot of walking dead stuff yeah walking dead he was like the first mm-hmm. uh showrunner of that i think as well um mm-hmm. but in particular you think if uh joaquin phoenix dies he would be the joaquin dead <laughs> you hung your head in shame right after that i wish people could see <laughs> yeah. that but, but that was good um yeah. so frank darabont and chuck russell are two of the writers in this chuck russell is the guy who directed this i did not realize this until the other day when i watched it um but they um Sorry, they wrote and uh, Chuck Russell directed The Blob from 1988. Came out a year after this one, oh. and The Blob is one of my favorite 80s horror movies. I love that movie. Okay, right? I, I put that on my horror list from last year. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I wonder why that was on there because I was just thinking of the old, like the black and white the one. Fifty, you know? yeah, I think it's fifty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I have that on my list. It's, it's planned. It's streaming somewhere, like uh, Paramount Plus or something like right now. Um, but I've heard that that movie is actually not that great. Like it, the old Blob, the fifties one, doesn't really like nobody really talks about it uh the 80s mm-hmm. one like there was it was part of the resurgence of amazing 80s remakes that were like way better than the originals or at least i don't know stand the test of time like the thing um the fly the fly right and then the blob mm-hmm. and the blob is fucking great and it's fun and I, I i saw so many moments in this movie of why i like the blob like there's just like a cool 80s I don't know, uh, just a cool factor about them that I just like. I like the characters. I like the things they come up with. I think this movie in particular was just so inventive with some of the stuff, the mythology they built on that the kids have like powers in their dreams. Mm -hmm. And like they're, I like this evolving mythology. This is why I almost was like, I'd rather this. It's like, I don't like the most of two, but I like the idea that Freddy could take over a person's body. If they could play that some way in a different sequel, I would like that. But I like this one where they're like banding together and using their powers uh, I think it's such a cool concept. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, real quick before we leave Blob Talk, um, 
how do you think they handled the figure of the blob whenever he appeared in X-Men Origins Wolverine and he fought in a uh, a ring, a boxing ring with uh, the titular Wolverine and mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. who else was there? Let me check my notes. Will I Am <laughs> for the Black Eyed Peas. It's a sequel that I don't like to acknowledge, acknowledge for the blob, yeah. you know? Yeah, because um, yeah. I like great Wolverine prequel, of terrible course. blob sequel. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. <laughs> of course, you have the T-shirt. It's the only graphic exactly to you own. Have. <laughs> and, uh, and at the bottom it says, "Don't ask me about this." <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, "I gotta ask that guy about that." Though. What the fuck does that even mean? What is it? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So uh Dream Warriors though. Oh oh yeah, that's what you were saying. Uh, I, I derailed you uh oh, that's from, all right. from what I was going to say. Uh the the idea that each of the the characters has their own abilities in the dream world and it's not just like, oh I can do literally anything. One of them is like, oh I can do cartwheels real right. good. The other one's like <laughs> I dress up like the nerdiest possible Doctor Strange. Like uh-huh. it's it's so funny to me. But also, it's just like, oh, yeah, this feels like the 80s. Right. You know, this right, feels right, right. like like a half step removed from the Goonies, essentially. Totally, you know, yeah. like the 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 um, the one guy, I, I can't remember his name, but the one who like he's like strong in the dream. Right. He has like the bright red shirt on, but he also has the wrist cuffs where he's just like, oh, this guy's tough as shit. Yeah. You know? uh, Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like. Yeah. Like his character is great. His name is uh, Ken mm-hmm. Sagos. Uh, I looked him up. Um yeah, he's. They're all like interesting in their own ways. I like that they have different powers. I like that that nerdy kid is like in a wheelchair because he tried to like jump off a building. Uh, they talk mm-hmm. about, and that's why he's there because Freddy like made him. Um, but he's mm-hmm. like into D and D, and that's like a totally eighties thing. Like they're playing D and D in one scene briefly in his bed, mm-hmm. uh, and then Larry Fishburne comes up to move him, and he's like, "Just with a good, a good game going." And then you see him yeah. in his wizard clothes later on, and it's so fucking silly, but. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a precursor to like Stranger Things, right? Like it's uh, so many things yeah. play off of a lot of these old ladies movies. So it fucking works. And th- like another thing I noticed, especially watching this, it happened twice to where we're at the point where definition on movies and, and, and whatnot is so good that now whenever they like uh, bring them up to a a greater definition on the the picture quality you can see strings and whatnot because there's a a, (laughs) a part where at the end where uh, that little kid turns into the wizard freddy picks him up and like uh pokes him through the the chest uh with his claws and it just has him suspended in the air i can see the string like oh my god that's hilarious but it's like that's kind of the charm of it it. you know i'm I'm willing to I'm willing to give older movies like that a lot of grace with special effects because, like, they didn't have CGI back then. They didn't have all this technology for, like, cutting it out of there. Um, there's a, also a scene where the the tricycle gets wheeled in, I think, just after that. And I caught one of the, the strings on, on oh, that, yeah. like, pulling it forward or whatever. But, yeah, that's just, like, ah, that's filmmaking, baby. I know. You know? I'm not going to fault at that. There's definitely a nostalgia to it. Um, I don't know. There's just some quality to like 80s effects that I like, and it doesn't matter when you can see through them or you can be like, that's mm-hmm. totally fake or whatever. And there's mm-hmm. some silliness to it, but it just works in a way that like we just don't allow anymore. Um, yeah. And it's kind of in the same vein. It's not an 80s movie, but we were, we we're talking about Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 um, recently and everything. And even in our, our friend chat about it, I was like, I feel like if Hocus Pocus came out today, a lot of people would give it a, a ton of shit. 
um, for being silly or, or mm. they would call things out. Oh, the original, the original one. one. Right. And, yeah. the, and mm-hmm. things we, we might even call shit on the second one that they're just doing the same, but they feel different because it was like mm-hmm. the early nineties and we let, let it go cause we were kids, but also it was the era and the things that they could do at the time. But we, we know they can do better now sometimes or we're, we just have higher standards in some ways. Um, and I, I don't know. I just feel like it's, uh, there are some eighties movies. If they came out now, like this might not, we might not have the same regard for it. We might not forgive those strings you can see or whatever, you know, cause we were like, well, it's not the eighties, so you can't show the strings yeah. anymore, but there's, there's a certain quality that I still like rewatching them. I think the best special effect in Hocus Pocus two is the deep, deep discounts at Walgreens. <laughs> Walgreens buy one, get one. Heavy duty plungers. It's your uncle coming over this Thanksgiving. Get yourself a heavy duty oh, plunger. Man. Get get a t- two pack. You know. Oh yeah, buy one. Yeah. Two pack Shakur of them some <laughs> bitches. You know. He's gonna look. He's a heavy eater. We all know this. Uh-huh. You know. There's things are gonna happen. Yeah. It, you might as well just shove a corn cough directly <laughs> in your toilet because he's he's bringing the heat, baby. Freddie would do that to your uncle. He would look down yeah. and, and see a corn cob coming out and be like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Where, how am mm-hmm. I going to pass this? That's a good. That ain't Orville Redenbacher, <laughs> bitch. Oh, and then it would start popping in the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it, it, the, the, the kernel, it would like come out. A li- uh-huh. Okay. Enjoy your breakfast, <laughs> listener. And, and Stephen. <laughs> but it would like come out of his butt, like fully formed. Yes. And, but then like yes. start popping and then like go back in his ass. And you just have like the mental image of <clears throat> that corn cob being popped in oh his ass. Oh, my God. And he's mm-hmm. just like screaming like. Ah. Yeah. And yeah. people are outside the door like, man, what did he eat? And he's just like, and then, it's popping, uh, it's popping. <laughs> he's pooping, it's popping. And then, and then uh, Freddy comes out of the sink, like facing oh, yeah. the toilet. He's like, picks up the soap dispenser and says, how about a little butter on your popcorn, bitch? And like hits him in the, the eyes with the soap. <gasps> it's like, it's not. That stings. It's not actually butter, but like, you get it. It's, <laughs> you understand the joke. Right. I like Freddie best when he when he expl- he stops and explains his jokes. Yeah, he's best when he you know breaks it all down. Maybe I wasn't clear. Let me grab this marker board. Hold so on. I know this is so. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold the popping. Hold the popping. Um, I don't know how much else I really have to say about this one. I just really like it. Uh, oh, uh, I remember one. Yeah. The because uh, Amanda uh, had never seen this, and so we're watching it. There's like this doctor, main doctor dude who has this group of kids. There's, like, the second doctor, the the woman, who's like, I don't believe these mm-hmm. kids at all. They just need fucking drugs and therapy, and I don't believe anything. And then Nancy comes in as, like, an intern. She's, like, clearly believes the kids and knows what's really happening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda's down for all that. Then the nun shows up, and Amanda was like, <laughs> uh, I don't like this thing. And I was like, it's creepy, uh-huh. but, like, yeah, it's kind of out of place. But I was like, just wait. When she explains yeah. why she's there, it gets really fucked up. Uh, oh, right? Yeah, and then at the end, where you find out who the nun right. was, oh my god, she was an undercover the whole oh. time. That's a that's a Jason Manzuka joke. Oh, I can't like, I can't claim that one, but you know, uh, how did this get made? Represent when they showed her though, uh, it said Amanda Kruger, and Amanda was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I do not like this. I do not like this. I <laughs> it's too close to like home this. for her. Uh, yeah. But the fact that yeah, that she tells him like you know this nun was like locked in with these maniacs over a weekend, and then like basically Freddie is the product of the rape uh, of one nun by a hmm. hundred maniacs. And I'm like, it's such a disgusting backstory and it, it works for him so well, you know? 
sounds like we could show this movie to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. (laughs) Pieces of shit. Yeah, there has to be exceptions. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The Freddies of the world. They should have, Robert England should go testify in front of them in character Mm -hmm. and be like, look, I am a person. I'm glad I'm here, I suppose. But should I be here? Really? (laughs) I have knives for fingers, guys. I kill people all the time. (laughs) I'm a child killer. They didn't even hit me with a wand. <laughs> I, they just let me in. They just I just walked right in here. I could just slash you guys up right now. I said, bitch, are you sure, bitch? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, just go ahead. Like, oh, okay. All right. This, You know, honestly, this sounds right to me. You know, unfortunately, this sounds correct. Maybe they tried to get him out. Maybe they tried to put corks on the end of his knives. <laughs> you know? But they wouldn't, they wouldn't stay. <laughs> so, and he couldn't take his glove off. It's part of them. There were all these winos like getting drunk over in the corner. <laughs> the I was like, hey, hey, man. Hey, z- hey, man. Hey. There's these corks on there, dude. It's it. fucking Nancy's mom over there being like, I don't even drink anything with a cork. I have a screw top. So yeah, I can't help out. That's right. Hey, man, you can't put a cork in a wine box. You can't cork wine box. Dude, Come I would love now. if her mom showed up and she had like, instead of like a boom box on her shoulder like they did in the 80s, she has a fucking wine box with like a tube. <laughs> She's just like sucking it up the whole time. She still has on one of those baseball caps that has the two like yes. beer things in it. And, but it, with the wine box, with the tube funneling to beer oh. cans that then funnel to her mouth. Oh, so it's a wine beer. Uh, yeah. Whole scenario. Although I think she was doing vodka. She pulls out vodka from like the hallway linen closet. I couldn't tell what that was. I was just like, oh, it's some clear uh, drinking vermouth straight oh or some God, shit. Yeah. I don't know she's, what that is. She's but yeah. Heavy. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I also uh, when I noticed the cre- I just noticed this on the Wikipedia credits as well for the characters. Uh, they they popped up going through the the beginning of the movie and Jaja Gabor was in there, and I was like, that's yeah. weird. That's the- yeah, <laughs> and she does. Where, where does she show up? She shows but up she's like on, TV. on the talk show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she mm-hmm. played along. They actually did like a thing where I don't know who that who that Dick Cavett. Uh, he's a host. I don't really know that well. Oh. Uh, I've heard that name. Right. I, I would not have ever guessed that's what that yeah, was. Like, like, oh, it's just some random white guy. Yeah, but. and he's he was like, uh, I don't know if he was doing one of the Tonight Shows or what at the time. I don't know what he was. Uh, but yeah, he he just did like a lot of TV interviews. I guess there's tons of them listed on here. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I like that they both played along. You know, for that I would never have expected that she would be yeah. at a Friday the thir- yeah Friday the thir- I keep doing it Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I should just call Anus and be be done with it. Um, That's this is what I'm saying. You're right. You're right. Uh, you got to get Anus on the brain, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just like this story of this one a lot. Um, I'm trying to remember how it actually all ends as well. This one also is like they don't really know how it ends, right? Like it just kind of is ambiguous or something. Um, uh, I think they defeat Freddy. Uh, man, this is a good question. Because I cannot remember. They, I know. Yeah, there's like the dad, the the old sheriff, Nancy's dad, and the doctor go to bury oh, him. Yeah. Right? They're like his his mm-hmm. body was never actually buried, so they need to like return that to the earth or something. Yeah, and they fight his charred skeleton yes, right. that looks like. <laughs> for all we know, that's Nancy's mom. They were fighting. <laughs> they. Uh, we have no other. Other way to that tell. was an 80s effect that made it was like i am not into this this is not scary and i was like well i mean it's i was into I it, it was cool i was just like this is a yeah jason and the argonaut shit exactly right going down freddy yeah. argonauts yeah um yeah. and i think it was kind of cool but it's it seems like i remember they don't really wait steven uh it could be freddy and the chargonauts <gasps> yay mm-hmm. we did it <laughs> we mm-hmm. got there man we got there <laughs> yeah. um 
uh, oh yeah, and then uh, Freddy gets stabbed by his own glove by Nancy. That's really what it is. And then he starts to like explode in light. Isn't that right? Um, I don't remember all of it. It's it's almost like the endings are kind of just like tacked on whatever. So I kind of forget them. Yeah, um, all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I know it doesn't quite work. Um, oh, it's like her. They have that paper mache house or whatever, and it uh, of her house that that kid had made, and the, it That's lights right. up. So it's like Freddy's still alive. Yeah. So it is a little less ambiguous, but it also still is, mm-hmm. you know, than some of the other ones. But it is still like something's happening. He's still alive or whatever. To me, like, there's nothing that says this movie universe isn't in the same universe as Stuart Little. So I just assume oh, okay. Stuart Little's just like, oh god, she's finally asleep. Now I can like have my goddamn tea party. <laughs> Catch up on world events. <laughs> Gotta read Mouse News, you know? Uh, or check out some Mouse Nudes. I don't know what he's into. Oh, mouse Nudes. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's Papa's time to play. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, this baby's furry. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine him opening up like a little Playboy, like a uh-huh. play mouse, and, uh, uh-huh. and opening up the middle page, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, she's all splayed out. Ooh, I'd love to supple on her teats. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting yeah it really is i'm sorry um uh maybe he's in part four i don't know uh the dream master i don't really know the dream master what, what all comes next with these i'm very excited so okay so this is your stopping this point this is all for i've ever seen this timeline yeah okay Besides Freddy all versus right. jason and then nightmare uh oh my god yes so i've seen both of those but the regular like sequels i've been mm-hmm. totally lost on never never seen them that i ever remember so um, that'll be interesting, okay. but I'm glad we got to do these three yeah. for this. I, I knew we had really planned for the first one, uh, but then mm-hmm. once we talked about it, I was like, well, I'm going to watch three, and you said you might be able to, so I'm glad you were able to. Yeah, I, I tried to cram in as much as I could. Uh, you know, I just grabbed my knees and just braced for impact that on that. Put corn cob up there. I certainly did. Oh, it's, oh it's, keep popping. Oh, oh, no, it hurts, Freddie. <laughs> oh, I'm in such pain. Um, I did watch <clears throat> a fourth nightmare movie oh, yeah. uh this one is the remake the 2010 remake oh, you did watch it uh, i finished it this morning oh, yeah my god and it's a movie hmm. it's a movie uh yeah. you can't say it's not a movie uh you know it's kind of okay i i like parts of it like you were talking about uh with the 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 screenplay that did you say it was john saxon was writing the screenplay right. where freddie but so they play with that idea in this movie and i like that idea a lot um but uh, I I think it could use some tweaking right. or whatever, but um, makes sense. I I, I kind of like the character design of Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. in the remake, even though you know Robert England is the the classic version. I think they do some cool stuff with him visually, but his personality is not there. I think a mm. lot of uh, Freddy's dialogue in this is just like so stilted. Nobody is having a good time in this movie at right. all. Like in that very first. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. At least people are like having fun. They're you know they're kids being kids. They're still like joking around and whatnot. There's some flirting going on between Nancy and Glenn. Uh, in this movie, there's almost like nothing. No it's chemistry. just so dour. Yeah, it's so uh, late 2000s, early 2010s. It's it's very much uh, kind of a bummer to hang out in this universe. Even though I like some of the actors, Kyle Gallner's in this. Yeah, you know? I love that dude. Uh, who would go on to be in another Wes Craven franchise with uh, Five Cream, you know? Oh, in, uh, yeah, Scream that's Five. right. Um, and then uh, 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 Katie Cassidy is yeah. in the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's very attractive. Oh, yeah. Connie Britton's in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I really thought like she's Nancy's mom. And by the way, it's a different Nancy because oh, it's like Nancy her. instead of uh, Thomas oh, yeah. or Tompkins. Holbrook. Yeah, Thompson. There we go. Holbrook. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Samsonite. <laughs> oh, well. yeah. And so, yeah, and Rooney Mara, I showed Amanda a little bit of this one. And uh, Rooney Mara, we were both like floored that she was. I didn't realize she was Nancy, though. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, like, a di- like, why wouldn't they just move it? From Nancy Thomas over here, or Thompson over right. here, to Nancy Thompson over here. They changed the last name for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it was like a rights issue. Uh-huh. Hollywood be crazy. Uh, so I wanted to watch this. I wish I would have beforehand because uh, it does. it's the same thing with the, the 2009 Friday the 13th that I just showed Amanda last night. They're not mm-hmm. good, but they have a lot of people in them. They're very much of their era. Um, they're both mm-hmm. Platinum Dunes, uh, I think. Like uh, things, I'm I'm reading a little thing right here where it says producer Brad Fuller explained that he would follow the same tactic from their Friday the Thirteenth remake the year before. They would abandon the things that made the series less scary. The film's antagonist, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger, would not be cracking jokes as it had become a staple of his character. But it is so ingrained in Freddy, it seems like weird to be lacking, you know? Yeah, that is like part of that character's charm for audiences. So when you take that away, it's less appealing. Right. And it is like he still looks cool, but I mean, you know. You're, you're there to have a good time. That's like whenever you put salt on a uh, something sweet, you know, it, it enhances that flavor. Mm-hmm. Like uh, see salt caramel it right. just has an extra little kick to uh, to make it sweeter to you, even though you're adding salt. Like if you add humor to your horror thing, that makes the horror stand out more, you know? Yeah. And it's like they just went a different way. Like uh, like I don't think that the Friday the 13th remake is a good movie by any stretch. I just like mm. the people in it and I like some of the deaths and it's like it's just like silly and I can throw it on the background. This one, sure. though, if they're going a little more dour with it, it doesn't even sound like it'd be that much fun. Like at least they are having fun yeah. in the other one. Um, mm-hmm. This one, I'm, I'm curious and I'll probably rewatch it. Uh, I haven't seen it in years and everything. And this one, I remember mm-hmm. they, they do go explicitly. If I remember if I remember correctly, you can re- uh, correct me, but they do go explicitly that like he was like a pedophile who killed children. Yes, and that is much, much more horrifying. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they they come across in his little like layer at the factory where he gets burnt or whatever. They find this basket of photos of uh, a, a very young Nancy, and they don't show you the photos, yeah. but you know it's like it's whatever's implied. in your imagination is like the most horrifying Ugh. shit. But yeah. uh yeah, that that's like what I liked about the the original first three nightmare mm-hmm. movies. I'm sorry, anus movies, <laughs> is that uh it's just like you don't hear anything about like molestation, you know, it's just like he's just a killer having a good time, you know, <laughs> he's just out there cutting it up. Whereas this is like very much explicit about like uh like they they pause it like he 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 was he was framed or he wasn't actually doing this to the children or mm-hmm. whatever, but turns out he was. Um, but so that's how just, they play. Okay, I, d- just overly right. dark, you know. That's there's there's yeah. something about Freddie you want. He he is uh over all the slashers. He is the slasher you want to root for the most. Sort of. He is the fun mm-hmm. one, you know. Um, yeah, and so he's creative. You don't you don't want to add that extra layer of disgustingness because then you'll never want to root for Freddie. Exactly. Uh, I think yeah. that's probably why they didn't go the the funny route with him cracking jokes and stuff. Anyway, they're like, no, ours is going to be mm-hmm. horrifying, whatever. But Freddie doesn't work that way. Like, I don't I don't think that I would be the person like I have ideas to write movies for like the Halloween franchise or maybe even Jason. But like mm-hmm. this, I don't really know that I'm the person to do these. I think you'd be great at it mm-hmm. uh, with the cracking mm-hmm. jokes and stuff. But you have to like tune into this type of character. And they certainly don't seem they did that for that for that remake. Oh, my God. Steve, we almost forgot to mention in Anus 3. 
uh, that's where we have the first bitch sighting. Yes. Where, uh, the, 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 the blonde lady uh, or the blonde girl is uh, she wants to be an actress. And uh, that's where she like gets her head shoved on the TV. And, is, and he says, uh, welcome to prime time. Bitch. Right. Oh, my God. And that's just that. like death. Uh, open up the the bitch floodgates. And it's all over that movie. I remember, I think it was last year, you kept doing the bitch thing, and I was like, I, re- I just rewatched the first one. He didn't say a bitch a lot. And in the third one, he says it all the time. You just were on the, <laughs> I, I was on the wrong movie. Uh, but yeah, he does definitely like open up the bitch floodgates for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that. That TV death um, scene in three is pretty. It's, it's again, it's 80s. Oh man, it's so good. But it's, it's fun. Um, because she's just like, whenever Lawrence, or no, uh, whomever finds her later with her head stuck in that TV. It's just like so comically right. done. Like her head could not be any more <laughs> shoved inside of a tube television set. It's so wild to fucking well, look at. Well, later on, I think Nancy cool. comes back and she's like, where are the kids? And Lawrence Fishburne is like, they're in the TV room and it shows it and they've taken the TV out. There's scorch marks all over the walls. And I'm like, this is still their hangout room where their friend just mm-hmm. died horrifically. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're still going to be in here on this couch, but there's no TV to watch anymore. Cause you know, mm-hmm. her head was in it. <laughs> yeah so silly and then also in uh in anus three where uh that kid has his his veins kind of ripped out of his body and, and freddy's puppet Ooh. puppeteering him up to the the little like uh tower right. or whatever and he jumps off like all of that is so disgusting but it's also like so creative mm-hmm. so when i watch this reboot it's a lot of rehashing things we've seen from the first movie it's it's not like shot for shot but it's very much right. like you have the hand coming up from the bathtub mm. you've got the uh, the 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 girl being dragged in the body bag uh, by an invisible force through the hallway. And uh, it's just like, you just expect to see more creativity in Freddy right. stuff. So I, that, that was a bit of a, a letdown for me in the reboot, even though there were like some things I liked about it, but it's kind of just like, okay. You know, it, mm-hmm. you understand why they didn't keep going with this version of this franchise well that's what's so funny i was thinking because uh watching the friday the 13th one that that movie in particular that that whole series is mired and very uh michael Meyer, <laughs> and a lot of legal battles with like who owns the rights mm-hmm. and all this stuff or whatever and so they haven't made a new one as far as i know be- mostly because of that it's like people are fighting over it um this one though i don't know who owns the rights to nightmare on the street on Elm street i don't know why they wouldn't make more but i'm kind of glad yeah. they, they've stopped with both of those i they're due for a resurgence just as much as michael is but um i you know i remember seeing that someone i it might be warner brothers owns the rights to freddy krueger mm. so i don't know if somebody else owns the rights to the name a nightmare on Elm street but unless freddy is in that shit i don't care to watch it yeah you know? I'm not trying to get season of the witch, you know, <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. The Freddy series. I'm not sure about the Jason one is like that, though. It's like someone owns Jason as a character yeah. and like someone else owns mm-hmm. the Jason name and then someone else owns the Friday the 13th name or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then like the music is owned by someone else. And like so that coming together to make it, um, I find their their finding is like really difficult. But um, someone mm-hmm. had mentioned recently, like uh, 2024, 25, we're going to have our next like Friday the 13th. Uh, will happen or something like that um so oh, it'd be like okay. perfect for them they have like a few years to like make one you know and, and come out on a friday the 13th but uh yeah. we'll see if it if it comes to fruition this would be like uh whenever those two different companies owned i guess like film rights to james bond hmm. and they had like competing james bond movies coming out but they were like different actors one was sean connery the other one was i don't know who oh yeah like but, back in the 60s or something yeah and uh or maybe 70s whatever the case 
Uh, I wonder if they would put out two competing um, uh, Friday the 13th lore movies on the same day just to see, like, who gets the bigger draw. Because, like, you know, I I think the the article that I read said that the original writer of Friday the 13th got the film rights to the name Friday Mm. the 13th, and he was happy about that because the the draw of that movie is the twist that the mom did it. Like you said Mm -hmm. earlier, but like, I don't, I want to see Jason. Right. Like at this point, it's all about Jason. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I just want cool. And you can't even play that twist out anymore because we all know it. So yeah, that doesn't even work. (laughs) Yeah. This Friday the 13th. Who's the mom now? (laughs) Who, Who is it? Which mom do you think it is? Um, what if it was like they, they released it and she drowned and he is a child killer the whole movie, like a Chucky, you know? Oh, and he's always a young Jason. How about that twist? He's just like frog boy all the time. Yeah. He, he, he like walks by a TV set back in the day and it's Kermit the Frog singing. It ain't easy being green. And he just like starts sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> What's this? It. Hockey tryouts? Oh, <laughs> okay. I think we've cracked it wide open, man. I think this is uh, this is going to be the new sequel. I think so. It has to be. Yeah. And it'll be called... Hollywood's about to come calling, you know? It'll be called uh, Jason the 13th because we don't have the rights. <laughs> yeah. We Who just, cares? We just... <laughs> we get sued by everyone, yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> All press is good um, press for us, you know? My last thought with this, uh, I, I might... When we end up talking soon about uh, the Halloween movies that I've watched um, in, a, mm-hmm. in a further episode, um, I will talk a little bit more about this maybe, but uh, one of the things I mentioned to Amanda about these three icons is that um, mm-hmm. it's interesting because it's like we had the like Wolfman, Dracula, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon type of thing, like in the, I guess like the 30s, right? Like the old Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Yeah, like yeah. all those things were like mm-hmm. there. And then there's not really a whole lot that fill in those gaps until the 80s. And it's like from 78 to 84, six years, all three of these guys, Michael Myers, Jason and Freddy all came out and they're mm-hmm. still so iconic. And it's, it's interesting to me, like we all grew up with them. They're like right in our, you know, wheelhouse or our age range, whatever. But um, I was trying to think of like, why are they lasting? Like, and, and I, I just find it interesting. They're all, they were all kind of doing something different, even though like, especially Friday the 13th is uh, a very much a copy of Michael Myers and everything. Uh, it still did something different to the genre as they went along. And then like ha- having his iconic ho- hockey mask, all that stuff come out. But each of them has like a very recognizable character with like a, a really recognizable mm-hmm. face, um, characteristics, um, various ways to kill and stuff like that. Uh, the music though as well, I find part of the reason. Obviously, John Carpenter's Halloween score is like amazing and stood the test of time. Um, sure. That's such a simple score in Friday the Thirteenth that like is so awesome, and everybody knows mm-hmm. exactly what that is the second it happens, and it's so simple. And then this one as well, it's it's not maybe as simple and recognizable as those, but I love the music in this movie. Uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street um, has this like otherworldly, dreamy kind of quality. These like. I don't know, like tinkling piano type noises and stuff. And like, um, I find this score as well. I know that you don't really, you've mentioned that in the past. I didn't know if, if you noticed this one mm-hmm. watching these movies, but I love this score. I didn't really notice any, 
of Freddy's themes, mm-hmm. but uh, I I know I had to have heard it because that's what I used for our Halloween episode last year oh, yeah. whenever Freddy would call right in. Uh, but it just like stand out to me. But um, that said, there was a lot of like electronic synthesizers mm-hmm. and like drums and stuff that I would hear. It was like, oh, this is very much like if you didn't know this was the 80s, right. you would know by the for music. Sure. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's like fucking flock of seagulls with the <laughs> soundtrack to this movie but uh, but like not in a bad way you know right. um i yeah it was just like enjoyable like for me i don't really need to watch the the second one in a rewatch of my favorite freddie movies right. necessarily like again it was okay but it just seemed kind of like it it didn't really move the the um story or the the exactly. legend forward you know uh i i think it'd be cool if that that guy like was his name Jesse? If mm-hmm. he showed up in the the third one or whatever, but I wasn't really expecting right. it. But um, yeah, I'm, I am. I feel like I'm with you on just kind of making my own Freddy head cannon. Yeah. And um, so one and three, sticking with that, do that for you as well. One and three right, so far. Cool. I would I would add to that list. And then um, I, I remember liking New Nightmare back in the day, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm, I'm curious to rewatch it and see see how that holds up. I'm absolutely Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's you know the, you like that one. <laughs> That's the Fast Five. That's the Avengers of, of the whole goddamn franchise to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that uh, it'll be interesting going forward. I'm. I think if anything, I like a lot of the sequels. Like I tried with the Michael Myers ones, being like, I know this movie's terrible. I never liked it. I know the story is not. I don't like where the mythology goes in the sequels. Mm-hmm. But I tried to just watch them this time with like, okay, well, do they have a cool fall vibe? Do they? Do they have some cool kills? Can I? Can I see mm-hmm. anything in these movies that are nice? You know. Uh, can I say yeah. something nice about them? That's my my new goal. Try not mm-hmm. to shit on all, everything, but uh, <laughs> I do see like this time I could see like I don't feel the same way that someone who is LGBTQ feels about uh, Freddy too. But I like that 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 there is there is that group and there is that connection there. I just don't have that, so I did try mm-hmm. to see it this time for like I like the ideas that are some of the ideas in it. I like some of the kills in it and stuff. I'm not just going to rewatch it, though, because the story and the mythology, like you said, is just not holding up as well. Uh, and I think that's totally mm-hmm. fine. Like, everybody's got their own movies and stuff. So I think one and three for me right now. And I'm very curious if I at least see something nice in the other ones. But I might love them. Who knows? Like, maybe we're going to come back mm-hmm. eventually and be like, four, five, and six are great. You know? I have <laughs> yeah. no idea. Uh, and I have no idea what happens in them besides the titles. So um, I don't know who comes mm-hmm. back or, you know, like anything. So... Uh, I'm really excited. I for am it. almost 100% sure that they start using cartoon sound effects at some point because they, I believe they do in Freddy versus Jason. He like plays uh-huh. pinball with Jason and there's just like <laughs> wild sound effects going. So I, so yeah, please let me know how that works. Fair yeah. enough, man. That sounds great. Um, all right. Well, yeah. I think I'm pretty much done covering all the things I had on here. Anything else for you? No, no, I just had a, a good time. I'd never seen this first one. On, so man. it was uh, fun to uh, pop my. Uh, cherry on this one. You're I, like, just, I don't want to say you know, that's I just had to go. I just had to say it. Yeah. You had to pop to your popcorn it. on this one. I had to pop. Ooh. Pop, pop. Bitch. Ooh. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to try to do a, uh, uh, a frightening round episode coming up. We have so much stuff. Yes. That you and I both have watched. Uh, for one, I've been sick the last week, so I've watched a ton of shit. Um, but I know that mm-hmm. we both have a bunch of stuff on our list that we just have not been able to fit in otherwise. So uh, we're mm-hmm. going to try to release that soon as just like an extra little episode. So uh, mm-hmm. that'll be really fun. I know I'm going to talk a lot about the Halloween movies, and I'm super excited to hear everything you've been. Some of them you've texted me about, some of them I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm really excited to hear what you've been up to. So uh, look forward to that coming yes. up soon. And um, Oh, yes. Check those feeds toward the end of the yes. week. Yes. 
Um, yes. so that'd be fun. And if it didn't happen, uh, I probably fell off a jungle gym <laughs> again. So I'm sorry. I know you'll be out another six weeks and, before the show. You know. We were like, should we even mention it? Something could happen in the next mm-hmm. few days. Who knows? We, we don't knows, know. Man. We do not know. Hopefully not. But, uh, no. all right. So at, Oh, and Steven, yeah. Steven on that same upcoming episode, we will have an announcement for what we're doing in November, oh, yeah. which is going to be pretty in- intense and don't worry, listener. It is poorly named, <laughs> but we love it. So check out that That's episode right. before the show. We talked about announcing the announcement. Um, so that's mm-hmm. been done. That's there good. We, go. we cross that off the list. The announcement has been announced. Excellent. And Brace look for forward impact. to the announcement soon. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> um, all right. So as usual, uh, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Tell your friends so they can find us as well. And if you'd like to contact us, um, you can do that. Any of the info for, for finding us on socials or email or whatever is in the show notes as usual. So, man, uh, well, yeah. I, I finally kind of cleared up towards the end of this. Uh, sometimes talking helps me to stop sniffling. So hopefully it wasn't too bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, I certainly had a fun time. And I'm so glad you finally got to watch these movies because they're, oh, they're iconic, right? So Absolutely. Absolutely. This really like... Uh, turned the tide for me on Freddy because I was just ah, like, perfect. oh man, this guy's been a, a goddamn chomo the whole time. <laughs> no, that was like, yeah. that's something that happened <laughs> later, evidently. So yeah. I, I have, beyond the reboot, I haven't really seen much evidence of that. So I will be defending Freddy in court. Uh, when we go to the Supreme oh, Court, yes. he's going to defend <laughs> women's uh Right to choose. Right to choose. Uh, and then, you know, I will defend him, be like, look, he only murders children. He doesn't, you know. <laughs> Make time for them like that. And then you Jack, know? Jackie Early Haley comes in, and you're like, "Not that guy, though. I do not trust no, that just, guy." Yeah, he's who watches the Watchmen. This, this motherfucker, <laughs> get him out. Yeah, that's why he had a double mask, him like an ink blot test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 get out of here. All right, well, that was a lot of fun, Gross. man. Um, look forward to our special episodes coming up. So uh, we're gonna have a good time with yes. those. But um, uh, so we'll see people again. We can have, wish a happy Halloween be- before, right? We're gonna. This isn't the last one. Yeah, just think. Just in case. Just in Happy case, Halloween, uh, just in case. <laughs> yeah, you never know with us. <laughs> All right, well, this has been a blast this whole month. Uh, hopefully we have a little bit more in store for everybody, but uh, just in case, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. And until Good spookiness to you. Yes, oh, yeah, much spookiness. Yeah. Uh, and until next yeah. time, I'm Stephen Spooky Fisher. And I'm Brent Spooky Hippard. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just have the same nickname? <laughs> I was going for like Boo, Brent Boo. Brent, Brent Boo? Brent Boo, Hebbard. I'm spooky, you're Boo. Uh, oh, I'm like Boo Berry? Yeah. Brent Boo yeah. Berry? Brent Boo Berry Hibbard. Yeah. <laughs> and let's talk later. One, two, three, record. Oh my God. And it was then that the two dipshits had started recording. <laughs> I wish we could like program the computer to say certain things like that. Be like, yeah. thank you. Thank you, madam. Yeah. It'd be like programming your GPS with a different voice. Right. You know how you can do that sometimes? Yeah, like Australian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just like they hire uh, people from New Zealand to do it, you know? It's oh, like, yeah. I, we don't know. We're American. We don't give a shit. Amanda the other day did that. She was like, is that Australian or, or uh, New Zealand? And I was like, I don't know. I was going for South Africa. Um, really- <laughs> <laughs> you just say yes. Yeah. It just like cover all your bases, you know? Yes. For some reason, there's something there that sounds alike to me. I don't know what it is. And the thing is, I, that mm. was a joke, too. I think at the time I was actually trying an Irish accent. <laughs> I think I slip around too much. I don't I don't have a good grip on any one of them, so I just go in between, you know.
Yeah, you were trying to do an Irish accent uh, for for your Scrooge McDuck impression, who is Scottish. <laughs> it's just like so many levels. And then I got furious when she doesn't understand the reference. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, Amanda, I laid the tracks for you. I was talking to Gyro Gearloose. Come on. How do you not connect it to? Oh, my God. She's like, it's I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. I grew up with cable. I don't know what to tell I, you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Man, wasn't it Disney Afternoons that you called it? It was Disney Afternoons. Disney yeah, Afternoons. that was... I looked uh, that up the other day. I in my life, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was like... Um, I was like, what exactly is this? And it said... Uh, it was like a two-hour programming block. Oh, God, it was incredible. Yeah, a good block, too. It's like mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck. Uh, that's the one I made me when I got. Uh, <laughs> DuckTales. DuckTales. Yeah, Tailspin. My brain isn't working. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, they're that's all fine. there. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's a good block, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was like Goof Troop was part of it for a little while. <laughs> that's right. Uh, sometimes they would like switch to mornings, but uh, there was this animated series called Bonkers that was... Um, Pretty bonkers? I don't know. It, it was like, it was trying to be like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and that it huh. was uh, humans and cartoons coexisting, but huh. the entire show was animated. But it was supposed to be like the humans couldn't do the things the cartoon characters could do. But they are but cartoons. still the humans. But they are cartoons. <laughs> but, the, but the humans could also like zip off of screen or whatever. Oh. Like an anvil couldn't fall on them and they'd be okay. But you know they were they were still animated. So you know I think they missed the point of, of the movie. I think so. Yeah, as the mm-hmm. basis for that. Yeah, because the the whole caveat is that they are actual humans. Yeah. And they are actual yeah. tunes, and that's how they, you know. Yeah, I don't think they really thought it through very well. They're like, well. we don't have the budget for that, man. Yeah. Interesting. Just animate them very stiffly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like humans are, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. It'd be like, uh, they just like put an animated character on a bended hanger and just like kind of move that slowly. It's not quite claymation, but it's not right. quite good either, you know? That's a good, what was it called? The Bonkers. Show? Bonkers. Yeah. I don't remember this one at all. I, when I looked it up, they were like, mm-hmm. the goof, goof Troop, I guess. They said, mm-hmm. so I've, I always found this interesting because I like a goofy movie, but I never watched an extremely goofy movie, which I always <laughs> took as a sequel to that movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, uh-huh. And then they said online that that was actually a, a film to end the series Goof Troop. An extremely goofy oh. movie was. This is where they both commit a murder-suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I think it gets pretty dark, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bonkers. Oh, yeah, okay. This looks kind of familiar. But there was like, yeah, it was like I looked it up and they were like, it changed over time and then it, like, it went away in the late 90s and then came back in like 99 and then blah, blah, blah. But uh, that first grouping, that first four that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. like DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, all that, uh, Tailspin, that's shit. Mm-hmm. Man, that's like quality shit right there it was yeah it's just like all the animated animals you could handle you know it was incredible there was a the villain on tailspin his name was don carnage and his last name was just carnage i was like damn man they really get like having fun with it you know Yep, exactly i don't remember Mm -hmm. there being like a a main villain on there oh yeah should i go back and watch every season i think so uh for the podcast i think it's necessary is it a breaking bad scenario (laughs) <laughs> is it like Baloo was in the, the, the jungle just having a good time and then he had to go, you know, get a job and then he was like going to burn it all down? Yeah, Baloo was the Heisenberg and Kit Cloud Kicker was Jesse Pinkman. And yeah, they 
they have this cargo plane and they're just transporting the meth back and forth, you know? Right. I mean, their they boss, got, they got it down. Yeah. Their boss, Rebecca was like Skylar, the equivalent of Skylar, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it's all there. Yeah. She was fucking Pete. <gasps> um, mm-hmm. what? Uh huh. With, so there's, there's a lot of, you know, I, I had just watched the black cauldron, the Disney movie. Uh huh. Uh, it's supposed oh, to be yeah, like one cool. of the, the, the spookier Disney animated movies or whatever. There's a character in it called Gurgi, whose voice is not just kind of like, but exactly Gollum from Lord of the Rings <laughs> as played by Andy Serkis. So I'm like, God damn, Andy Serkis just like lifted this shit wow. and like put that in his Gollum voice. I would assume, like, I don't know, like it's uncanny right. how, how spot on That's it really is. That's really interesting. So when you watch... Breaking Bad, you're like, oh shit, this is just Hellspin uh-huh. without a plane. I never and connected then, it. like in like season two or three, there's the issue or the 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 season with the uh, floating pink bunny in the pool, and what comes into play? Airplane, <gasps> in a devastating way. That's a nod to it. Wow. You know? Mhm. It's all right there. I've been watching some some interviews with Vince Gilligan actually randomly on YouTube about Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and um. I, I heard all of this on there, I'm pretty sure. I, I can't point you to any specific video, but I, I did hear mm-hmm. it on the internets somewhere that he did confirm our theory that we we're just spouting off right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, heard it on a podcast. Yep, it's canon it has now. to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely it is. You know, whenever we were talking about Heisenberg as well, like, I kept being like, yeah, and like there's the blimp connection, but I, I couldn't look it up. And it, it was Hindenburg is what I was trying to come up with in my head, though. But I oh, feel like yeah. at the end of Tailspin, they could create... Mm-hmm a blimp to get away from it all called the Heisenberg instead. But maybe theirs mm-hmm. doesn't blow up and they get oh, away. At the they end. can call it. Uh, yeah, it can be a movie to cap off that series. They oh. can call it an extremely tailspin movie. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Baloo's plane gets fucked up throughout the course of the right. movie. The only way they can get out of whatever danger they're in is to board the plane, but they have to craft a blimp to carry the plane. Uh-huh. Mm hmm. And then they just like float that to wherever it is they need to go to drop off the meth. It's like Swordfish. Do you remember that movie with John Travolta? There's a part oh, yeah. where there's like there's like a bus and they're like, mm-hmm. well, how are they getting away on a bus? And there's like helicopters come and pick the bus up, I feel. I think so. Yeah. Movie? Yeah. yeah. And they also mm-hmm. stole that from Tailspin. It's yeah. Wild. See, it's just Tailspin is where it's at. You know how they say there are only like so many stories in the world and it, it, everything else is just a variation of right. like one of those like genres of story is tailspin. Yep. That's like our it's newest a new genre. Genre, yeah. <laughs> Who is the kit in this new incarnation of this story? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Fucking eat shit, Shakespeare, you know? <laughs> Think you created all this shit. And this has nothing to do with Shakespeare. Like there's nothing like the like tailspin in Shakespeare's work. There were no planes then. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's like the entire premise obviously is completely different than anything he ever did. Piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's a frustrating thing. It's like, how could it. you not know? I get it. Like, how could you not know that there would be such a thing as televisions <laughs> and animation? Like, it's so obvious, you know? Oh, my God. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. And I also feel like, um, you know, kind of like Breaking Bad, like Walter had a, uh, uh, you know, a spiral down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baloo had a tailspin right yeah See? it's all right there like if you just like give it any kind of mo- you know momentum at all like you get it yeah just you know 
spend five minutes thinking about it right and all the connections are there you know but we did it's insane we broke Mm -hmm. it wide open basically yeah yeah so So, tailspin sync word i think so why not fuck it let's do it excellent all right i'm ready live (laughs) 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 (sighs) okay i'm ready bill o'reilly came to play on that one all right so tailspin to sync on three one two three tailspin Tailspin. wow i don't know if it was just like Maybe we're like, we're like way out of sync here, but I said it, and then forty five seconds later, I feel like you said it on your end. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I do have my earbuds in right now. Earbuds. Earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. How Look, there's not? no nothing in the rule book that <laughs> a basketball <laughs> dog can't help Stephen podcast. I have my AirPods in, which may be giving a, a little bit of a, a delay, but I put in my regular mm-hmm. over-the-ear headphones today, trying to get back into that, and uh, they were just squealing at me. One ear was just like, oh, wee! <laughs> I was like, oh, fun, cool. Then I tried to, like, wiggle it around, like, move it all around, and uh, luckily I took them off mm-hmm. my ears and tried it again, and it was like, mm-hmm. I could hear it like a speaker next to me. It was so loud. It would have, like, really hurt, so I'm glad I didn't, and then yeah. I was like, well, that's, they're done. So uh, mm-hmm. there could be a little bit of a delay, but... uh We'll get through it, you know. It's fine. How could it go wrong? It won't. Nothing ever does. People have listened to the episode by now, and they're like, wow, I can't believe we got all that greatness, and there was that much of a delay. Oh, my God. Who could have imagined? This is insane. All right. I'm going to take a break real quick. I got to go get more tissues and shit. This won't stop. So I apologize. I'll be right back. Yeah, go for it. Toilet papered your face. That was... 3d and terrifying listen when you're talking mm-hmm. about scary movies you got to go 3d number one number two toilet paper's got to be involved that's right why toilet mm-hmm. paper because the tissues are in the kitchen and this is what mm-hmm. i have deal with it it's not just for butts anymore guys it's like wiping your ass with ghosts yeah mm-hmm. jason's ghost mm-hmm. hey man we put the boo in booty hole you know what i'm saying dude <laughs> yeah that's the one <laughs> Hello, Stephen. <laughs> it's your old pal Freddy here again. Oh, hey, man. I had a question for you. Oh, go, shoot. Do you know what my favorite Meredith Brooks song is? Mm-mm. No. What would happen? It's pretty good. It's like off of her first album. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. They don't think about that. I, I, they think of her as a one-hit yeah. wonder, but she's not. Yeah. She had that so. one song. It's the only song I can think of hers, but I can't remember the title of it right now. Uh, she also had I Need on there. This is from her 97 album. We're, I think we're talking, I think we're on we're the, the same, same page, page here. Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Well, I'll have to check him out. I never knew. Um, cause the, yeah. uh, yeah, it seems like there was one song I did know and it was like, um, Bastard? I forget. I forget what it was. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't hmm. remember what. I, just kidding. It's bitch, bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a